hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Are you fucking it high? Was- yes, I am! Asshole face man! You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) I got a whole folder full of dick pics, okay? Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know, Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. Oh, they're horrible. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <clears throat> Bullshit! I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah, alrighty. Yes, I'm surrounded by assholes who are fortunately are good at telling me... Uh, when things are uh, not, I think I have a feeling. Feeling it's yeah, I have a feeling it's some of the slapback that we're hearing. Um, it could be, yeah, very well be. So that is when we do things live. Yeah, sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, hot mics happen, and sometimes hot mics are blocked. And uh, welcome to episode one hundred three of the Lotus Effect, which we've decided to provisionally title "Hot Mic Blocked." Uh, could have all, could also be high tech redneck. It could also be black IP from last night. Could be something else. We'll see what it, we see what it's going to be when it's all said and done, and the show, you know, it's made up. The content doesn't matter, uh, you know, and then, and then I am, um, yeah, I, I'm phone boy. Oh, yes. Except let's, for your clips aren't firing. Yes, let's try this one more time. He puts his dick on the table, you know. I want to talk to you about my penis. So big penis. Yeah, he thinks he has a big penis, especially when he screws up his clips. But, you know, that's why I am here to keep him on the right track. And uh, I'm Phoenix. I do like some two-on-one action. Yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, we uh, yeah we're we're uh, we'll get into it the toast and jam. But yeah, we had a little we we uh, made some major changes here in Shea Lotus. Uh, if you have not heard, so uh, we we were so yes, there are things. I think we were getting a little. We're, we're things got moved. We added things. Yeah, so we may have we may have some um, you know we may have some uh, some things to work through here. So hopefully, but we'll I, be- I'm sure y'all have figured out by now. The offensive has begun. Yes. So we're going to get into it. Yes. She has her own soundboard. No, like like the one I've been, the one that I use. And yeah, we're, da- we're uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I think she just hit the clips. Hey, is this a freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! We're there. I just had an orgasm. Wait a minute. Let's unmute myself. Here we go. Yes, this is this is uh, all the fun stuff that we're having here. So, yeah, uh, phone boy. Yes. 
Simon, you are not on the mic. Yeah, well, yes, I realized that too, and I also stumbled, so it's also a good thing. So let's try this again. Yes, exactly. I, I've been. This, this is what I'm going to have to put up with. I've given her access to a soundboard that she can program herself, and every sound clip we've ever taken. Oh boy, we're in trouble, folks. Yeah, uh, y'all are in deep shit. And if you didn't already know, yeah, this it, is a new live son of a bitch. That's right. It's, Weirdo it, boosted fifty five thirty three. It's new. It's live. It's a son of a bitch. That's and right. That's right. Yeah, because and so yeah, we, we, I have to actually introduce the donation segment first. Yes, because, you do. Because the lotus does affect everyone differently. So how, however, and wherever the lotus is affecting you, uh, thank you for your courage and welcome, uh, and, and for propagating the formula of the Podfather himself. Well, let's. Uh, and if you're new to the No Agenda family, and some of you may very well be new to the No Agenda family, let's. Uh, I'll tell you about how it works here. We are a value for value podcast. Now we we provide uh, you some value in the form of entertainment. I mean that's why you turn this stuff on, right? Um, now. However you value that, whether it be in time, talent, or treasure, or some combination of the three, uh, contribute it back to us. And there are ways you can do this. If you go, for example, to lotuseffect.show and click on the green PayPal button. Um, yeah, is it green or is it yellow? I don't remember. It was some color. But we like money. so And you can send it to us uh, with, with using PayPal. We actually had a few people do that this week. Um, you can also send boostergrams like a Weirdo just did. Uh, and, and I, whoa, that's, hold on. Um, something. Hit that boost button, man. Yeah, It'll there feel is good that. If you hit that boost button, well, it would help if my screen wouldn't go freaking mute on me while I was actually looking at yeah, it. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, that's no bueno. So um, now you can also, so you, yeah, so yeah, you can definitely boost us, right? And um, you know, you gotta, you have to take off all your clothes and go to newpodcastapps.com, right? Or, or, or just leave all your clothes on and go to newpodcastapps.com. Um, now uh, you can also send us mail. You can send us stuff in the postal mail, which we which we uh, receive from a few folks. Uh, if you're interested in sending us, a, you know, uh, any value, uh, hit us up in the back channel. Uh, so with that, we were gonna we're gonna con- we're gonna talk about those who contributed value back to us. Now this was a this was one I wasn't expecting. because uh, this, this is uh, Oystein Birch who uh, who uh, fifty dollars. We it. appreciate it. Yeah, I, I I couldn't tell by the email address who it was either, so it seemed like an anonymous doma- donation. But Oystein Birds, thank you for your courage, uh, uh, sir or madam, or however you choose to identify yourself. Uh, you know, figment of my imagination, podcaster, whatever. Um, hey, the money's real. That's all we know. Th- that's right. Uh, and then we've also we know we got one of our one of our OGs here, Weirdo, uh, uh, ten bucks. Uh, thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, and actually, Absolutely. Actually, some of the money we've been getting lately. Yeah, I'll explain how we spend it or how how we've uh, we're spending. We're it. very transparent on the spending. Yeah, I can assure you that. Okay, so uh, we got a boost to that. We found out that was later was from Mama T saying got naked and jumped in the fountain for three hundred sats. She, she figured I had a boostergram. We love it. We absolutely appreciate it. And Phoenix boosted a, a satchel of Richard saying, fuck Comcast uh, through, through Fountain. A Piranha C boosted 33-33 sats saying, PJ Harvey, this is love. Okay. Uh, Fazilla, uh, F- uh, a.k.a. Mama T, boosted 100 sats saying, nine inch nails closer. Uh, Piranha C boosted uh, 77-77 sats saying, mountain, Mississippi queen. And yes, we yeah we do take uh, for Studio 33 and, uh, and Rideshare Radio, uh, we will promote your uh, we we take song requests through Boostagram uh, or, or other methods, but if you Boostagram, we uh, we figure you threw a little skin in the game, so we'll prioritize the song that you uh, have uh, that you've boosted. So. Um 
And so, and we're even getting monetary boosts for songs. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah, Mama T uh, did that before she figured out how to use an actual uh, use a uh, boostergram app. So, um, yeah, yeah, but that's pioneering, right? That's there. right. Yeah, so, we love that. Yeah, so Fazilla boosted 100 sats, saying nine, uh, uh, nine inch nails closer. Uh, yeah, we were, I think we did. We're up to Bully Steed with 3333 33 for Fountain App crapping the live bed. Can't sand request Arctic Monkeys Arabella request via Podverse. Now, there you go. That's right. And she came in. She came in again uh, for she boosted 4200 sats, saying Jaguar Ma Obi Wan music request. Okay, we did. We did that. Uh, Piranasi again comes in with 9999 sats, saying uh, Sheila Nagig uh, PJ Harvey. Okay, yeah. And then we got. A, we, you, and then uh, you boosted 3333 sats, uh, saying Motley Crue Live We played that. Uh, Phoenix uh, boosted uh, 10101 sats. Nice binary number there, honey. Uh, it was on purpose. Yes, because it's all about the Pentiums. Now, of course, when we play that, we have to play It's All About the Benjamins, because we do have this thing called a parody rule, and it works both directions. I, I guess I know that means you can't request some some uh, Weird Al songs, uh, Sir Bemrose, that are really good, because that means I have to play a song you don't like. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, well, we have There are some rules here we have. Now, uh, you also boosted 3333 sats, again, for Code Monkey, and then uh, uh, another 3333 sats, Jonathan Colton, Read Your Brains, the zombie song, of course. Love the zombie song. Love the zombies. And then another 3333 sats from you saying they might be giant seven days of the week. I never go to work. Oh, no, no, I never go to work. You know, that song plays while I'm doing rideshare and my riders giggle. And I've even heard a few of them humming along. So we're we're making a difference. That's right. And um, let's see. Uh, Phoenix, again, he boosted 3333 sats saying, Zed, slam the door. Uh, I adore that song. Okay, we got 3333 sats with no note from Sir Truck Driver. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, yes. Uh, I, I think, uh, and then, uh, you, again, you boosted 3333 sats saying, Heavy Fuel by Dire Straits. And then you did two. You missed the one for 100 from Faisilla uh, saying, Won't back, back Down or... How we're being led into a government shutdown. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then you boosted uh, yeah, a couple of uh, boosts for 3333 each. There were good Charlotte songs, the anthem, and lifestyles of the rich and famous. Servo boosted 3333 sats with no with no note. And then Weirdo boosted uh, 1,000 sats saying, let's get some creep by Radiohead because I'm a weirdo. Well, you are a weirdo. but And we adore your weirdness. We do. And I think that I think that was all of the uh, the boostograms here. I need to make sure that I, uh, I've got this uh, got this documented correctly. Did you mark the, the one that came in at the beginning yes, of the I, show? Yes, I'm putting it. Yes, Very I'm, awesome. I, yes. I, I was literally doing that as, as we were typing here. So um, I'm impressed. Yes, exactly. So, um, okay, if you want to be part of this Boostergram party, of course, get a new podcast app, as we talked about. Now, uh, there are ways to, uh, there's another way to uh, give us a value, or to at least uh, tell us that you're listening, or you, you, you want you want, to, you want to tell us how wrong we are about something. Now, there's ways to do that. You can do that on No Agenda Social. For example, I am phone boy at No Agenda Social. I'm also phone boy at mk.spook.social. Uh, uh, Phoenix is P-H-E-O-N-I-X, with a bunch of other stuff after it, at, uh, at uh, noagendasocial.com. Um, the uh, you can send us email phoneboy at lotuseffect.show phoenix at lotuseffect.show you can also send us snail mail or call at, or call or text uh, 253-237-3321 one ringy dingy two ringy dingy Dell computers this is Chip 
And of course, Ernestine and Chip are not standing by, but Google Voice is, and it will be sure to mangle your transcript so that you end up becoming a permanent show title. Now, of course, you can also call 253-237-3321, not only to weigh in on the refire topic, which this week is... Yes, as I'm actually typing it as we speak here into the show uh, script, uh, because I realized what was there was uh, last week's, which is uh, this, this whole reason we're supposed to read this week. And we, we, yeah, you know. You know. Yeah, we both, I think we both missed that. But uh, heaven or hell, do you believe in it? You know, or what do you, or what do you believe in exactly? I mean, we're, we're kind of curious. Uh, or any other topic that we've covered in the past, we want to hear your views. 253-237-3321. That's yeah. also the number. If you've got a music request, which you heard us do all the boostograms from the music request in Studio 33. So if you've got a song you're just dying to hear, you can also call that number and put it in as a request during Studio 33. That's right. And... Um you know, we, it's funny because I've I actually got a. Um, it, it, so uh, I have a personal Google Voice number. It's actually it's funny because that well that number was originally a Grand Central number. That's how it was before Google acquired them. Uh, but uh, but anyway, the, I, I I have it published on Phoneboy.com, and apparently some somebody was uh, using my instructions for the troll room and was having trouble figuring it out. Decided to call that number, <laughs> so left a voicemail. I, I will not. Uh, you know, then I, got a, then I got a message from the person afterwards uh, that uh, you know, oh, never, you know, um, yeah, with, here, here it is, you know, um, that or yeah, don't, don't call me out on the show. So I won't, I won't mention who it is because no, I, we're respectful like that. Yeah, but it, but it was, but yeah, it's, it, it, you know, we, we we try to provide value in lots of different ways here, and, and so you know, and uh, you know, we certainly encourage you uh, to do the following here. Just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, give it to me straight, doctor, I can take it. But, you know, we just have to be careful of one thing here. We don't want your shit. We still said this shit. Yeah, we're That's right. Be respectful when you give us your feedback. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Because we're not hearing the racist things. We're not hearing about anything other than if you have a... If you have a praise, give it to us. If you have a criticism, give it to us. But be respectful. That's right. And meanwhile, I think we, we're going to we, we're going to we're going to I think we're going to jump right into our health segment, which is brought to you by Pfizer. Yes, it is. Yeah, not even close. That's right. So now this I, I, I this was a hate cover, and actually I, th- I think any more any of the stories I cover are almost hate covers. It, it's, you know, this is just like this is like angry health news or something. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Angry health news. Wow. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, so a blue zone, for those who are already not familiar with the term, refers to a geographical area where the average human lifespan is disproportionately greater than the surrounding areas or even most of the rest of the world. Now, the, the idea first came from a 2004 paper published in Experimental Gerontology, wherein colored maps were used to track average lifespans across the island of Sardinia. And the highest concentrations of centenarians happen to be colored blue. Gee, it sounds like sounds like anything else that they, you know, somebody somebody just said oh it's blue remember when republicans were blue and and re- democrats were red they switched that around at some point anyway that's that's just that's a that's a different other thing. Now, other other blue zones later were proposed, and the term is generally understood to include five locations. Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, uh, Ikaria, Greece, uh, Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda, California. Uh, and if you don't know, Loma Linda, California is where the Seventh-day Adventists have a stronghold. Uh, I was looking at the other places, and I don't necessarily think that. Now, the list... 
Um, now, the list of places presents somewhat of a puzzle, right? The Blue Zones are separated by continents, and they each have their own cultural, geopolitical, and social economic norms. Do these places have typical diets that are similar? No, actually, they don't. Uh, now, now, the article emphasizes eating mostly vegetables, which is, you know, which is what you'd expect from a mainstream media article. And, and they equate most of their dietary choices to that ever-squishy Mediterranean diet, which is, which is also promoted in this thing as well. Um, so, um, now, the article it has a very small nod to the fact that there may be other factors. For example, it says it's important to note that while diet can play a big role in longevity and overall health, other areas like physical activity, social connection, and stress reduction also play a role. Now, I, I tend to agree with that. Now, you, again, you look at these, you look at this and you go, okay, they're, they're saying blue zones are good. You know, they, you know, again, the Democrats are blue, too. I don't know. I, I just I just kind of noticed that and went, huh, maybe. I kind of made that connection, too, when I was reading the story before the show. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yes, exactly. So I hadn't thought about that, and I would, and now and, and again, they're you know their diet, they you know they, I, the article sort of stumbles all over itself. It say, well, you know, they do eat meat in some of these places, but you shouldn't eat too much of it, you know. Or it's still the same bought-in bullshit. It's still the same bought-in bullshit, right? And that's because you know, I was looking because I'm going okay. Even even uh, Costa Rica has a has a has a has a uh, has several Seventh Day Adventist churches down there. I know that, but of course, I think they're everywhere. I think there's they're even up here too. I think. And, and it's like Scientology. Yeah, it's like yeah, they're kind of everywhere. So um, yeah, now this so yeah, I just thought that was kind of a. I looked at that and went, yeah, whatever. It's just more sort of bullshit, you know, with, with this stuff, um, you know, which not much to, not much else to say. About it, but uh, now this is this was interesting because actually this is something that we uh, we 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 required some ginger for your mother actually. Yes, uh, because ginger, um, the essential oil, has pain reduction properties that are associated with neuropathy. And yeah. since she had shingles and the neuropathy in her face gets really bad at times, she was hoping that we could mix up something topical with some ginger essential oil and a carrier oil to try to help with the pain. So I'm trying to dial in the amounts on that for her. But she's also been enjoying some THC CBD stuff that we got from the voice of the universe when we were out there and I need to get some more of it because it has been helping in the pain reduction where she doesn't have to take big pharma and the sleeping pills and things like that yeah. to try to get the relief so yeah, I'm exactly. hoping to procure more from one of the many sources that we have but yeah. uh, you know that that is an option you know I'm I'm attempting to be in contact with the voice of the universe uh, to see if we can arrange that, but that's some behind the mic, off mic stuff. Yeah, we know that anyway. That's not we don't. That, that's stuff we probably don't even need to be talking about, you know. And, and, and anyway, but uh, so regardless, uh, ginger root has well, been. Well, I, I, I want to point out the fact she was all worried when we went to the doctor because the doctor wanted to do blood work. She was like, oh, "It's gonna show up." I'm like, "Let me handle it." Right. So when we went to the front desk, I was like, "Look, I give her CBD because I know the CBD and THC." show up the same in testing there's not a way to differentiate between the two so i just told him look you're gonna find cbd in her system because i have her on cbd drops for pain management because we are not fans of big pharma yeah. and she 
thankfully just sat there quietly with her hands folded while I told them that, yeah. not interjecting that, no, it's THC, because that would have really been a thing since it's not legal here in the state. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, ginger root has been used medicinally for thousands of years, and physicians believe it could play a role in treating autoimmune diseases like lupus. Now, in a study published this month, um, this, this month is basically over, isn't it? Yeah, it is. A, um, yeah, we're literally within, yeah, like, a, like yeah, yeah, what, it's tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's yeah. the first. Yeah. So in a study published this month in the biomedical research journal JCI Insight, researchers found that ginger supplementation affected a biological process in the body known to cause inflammation. There we go. That's, you know, we talk about, you know, we talked about ginger and helping out with inflammation. It makes sense, right? The, the work included positive results in both animal and human studies. Now, ginger has generally been associated with reduced inflammation in people. Now, what's new with this study is that the authors demonstrate a specific pathway by which ginger exerts an anti-inflammatory effect, and specifically in people, which more strongly supports the use of ginger supplements in people to lower inflammation. Now, at the center of the research is the effect of ginger on cells called uh, uh, neutrophils, which are an, an integral part of the body's immune system. Now, neutrophils are the most abundant form of white blood cell in the body and are considered the first line of defense against intrusive microorganisms like bacteria, viruses, and fungi. Now, neutrophils are constantly being produced in the bone marrow and are deployed to destroy pathogens that pose a threat to the health of the body. Now, as a, as a first line of defense, neutrophils are equipped with different ways to attack pathogens, and part of the arsenal includes what they call neutrophil extracellular traps, or, or NET for short, which, through a process called netosis, I have something else when I think of netosis, it causes a fibrosis, a web-like structure to protrude from the neutrophils in order to help fight off threats. Now, this process, though effective, can also have the unintended effect of provoking inflammation and even contributing uh, chronic inflammation. Now, in mice models, for both... Uh uh, let's see, antiphospholipid uh, syndrome, an autoimmune disorder that causes blood clotting, and lupus, a, a, a T, a chronic autoimmune disease, a reduction in neutrophil extracellular traps was observed after administering ginger extract orally over six weeks, which means it sounds like it is uh, needing to uh, uh, produce less. Maybe it's healing what is actually happening. They don't really talk, you know, again, they talk about, they assume it's, you know, they're, they're with, with these studies and stuff, they talk about what, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of guessing what's happening. I don't know if they really know what's happening. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think it definitely is showing some promise. And I mean, if you look at the fact that basically what they're talking about is the way that like a scab forms, where the platelets form kind of like a, a net. That's what this is doing, except for it's inside of the body, which then, of course, you know, we know that blood clots are a bad thing because they can literally travel to your heart, your lungs and anywhere else and cause death. This is So true. this does definitely show some some positive um hope for people who are suffering from APS and lupus. Exactly. Well, I think, it, yeah, and we said we still need to dial all the stuff in for your mom, I think, because we'll, we'll have some, you know, we can Yeah, but that's going to be a lot easier. Thankfully, that's topical. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, um, what is uh, what is topical sometimes as we're sitting here speaking on a podcast, we sometimes forget words. And is that, how, how, how normal is that now? Well, you know. Do you know how bad you sound? I'll use my own clips against me. Um, 
Word-finding difficulties occur at all ages and pretty much all times, I think, but they do happen more often as we get older. Now, in older adults, they can cause frustration and anxiety about possibility of de developing dementia, um, n n not only for the people that are experiencing it the, uh, the, you know, themselves that are not able to speak, but the people that are the people in the family, right? You know, one of that. Yeah, so, um, now, they're not always in cause of concern, of course. Now, one, one way researchers investigate word-finding difficulties is to ask people to keep a diary to record how often and in what context they occur. Now, diary studies have shown that some word types, such as names of people and places, concrete nouns, things such as a dog or a building, and abstract nouns, concepts such as beauty or truth, are more likely to result in tip-of-the-tongue states compared with verbs and adjectives. Now, less frequently used words are also more likely to result in a tip-of-the-tongue states. Now, it's thought that this is because they have a weaker connection uh, between their meanings and their sound patterns than more frequently used words. Now, laboratory studies have also shown the tip-of-the-tongue states are more likely to occur under socially stressful conditions. When people are, when speakers are told, they're being evaluated regardless of their age. Now, many people report having experienced tip-of-the-tongue problems during job interviews. Now, it's kind of interesting reading this and, and, and thinking about it and going, yeah, when you do a podcast, I mean, obviously it's being recorded. It could be judged at any point in time, past, present, or future here. And that's also why we have a script, because it lessens the chance of forgetting the word that you're looking for. The biggest problem we have is the pronunciation of some of these million-dollar words they use. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, now, when this happens, uh, so, so yeah, more frequent failures with a broader range of words, like names and numbers, are likely to indicate more serious issues. And so, when this happens, large sci language scientists use the terms uh, anomia or, or anomic aphasia. Now, there's that word again, uh, to describe the condition, which can be associated with brain damage due to stroke, tumors, head injury, or dementia, such as Alzheimer's disease. Now, I, I was not I was not aware of this, and, it's, and I guess it's not surprising because we don't because I don't consume a lot of mainstream media. But um, but recently, the actor Bruce Willis's family revealed that he has been diagnosed with a degenerative disorder known as primary progressive aphasia, for which one of the earliest symptoms is word finding difficulties rather than memory loss. Now, and it's made for some great comedy in the shows like Red Dwarf, I think. If the, people are forgetting the names, this is anyway. There's a, there's a the, the the ship's computer. I think for uh, you know got their got his brain scrambled and was saying things that don't make sense. You know, saying things that don't make sense. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it, so it can be made for some great comedy. But uh, but this is but but it's not a situation comedy. Uh, so now in healthy adults, occasional failures to name a picture of a common object are linked with changes in activity in brain regions that control motor aspects of speech, suggesting a spontaneous problem with articulation rather than a loss of word knowledge. Now, in anomia, due to primary progressive aphasia, brain regions that process word meanings show a loss of nerve cells and connections or atrophy, which is not good. Uh, now, although the uh, anomic aphasia is common after strokes to the left hemisphere of the brain, the associated word-finding difficulties do not appear to be distinguishable by specific areas. Now, while there are treatments for anomic aphasia, there's no effective treatment for primary progressive aphasia, although some studies have suggested speech therapy can produce temporary uh, benefits. Um, I guess podcasting is a form of uh, speech therapy. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I never thought about it, but I guess uh, it would be a form of speech therapy and anger management and other things to yeah. keep you sane yeah. or others. Well, maybe that's maybe that maybe maybe phone boy speaks is how I survived my marriage for as long as I did. I don't know. Well, you know, that's very possible. Yeah, exactly. Now, meanwhile, um, apparently, uh, you know, peanut allergies and food allergies, and I, I don't remember these things as a kid, like, ever. 
So, but it seems like they've been all. You're talking about like peanut allergies yes. and things. Yeah, I've actually seen firsthand what happens when you have a peanut allergy, because I was working on an EMS crew, and we got a call for an anaphylaxia, and the girl had eaten like a Kudos granola bar, not realizing it had peanuts in it, and she had a severe peanut allergy, and she was like choking when we got there on the floor it was it was very frightening to see yeah i, I could imagine it would be um yeah i mean it, it's uh, i had a, I had, a, I had a co-worker a friend of mine who was um who had a shellfish allergy so i you know this is, but yeah he's like he always carried an epi pen because uh, you never know right so um but now, so apparently, but okay. So this article, of course, says, "Why do we need fiber?" Now, it need feeds the bacteria in our gut, which in turn produces something that could prevent food allergies and irritations, such as those triggered by peanuts. As a study this year showed. Now, a a short chain fatty acid called a butyrate is produced by a, col- a colostrum bacteria in our stomach as they ferment fiber that reinforces the walls of the GI tract and protects against colon cancer, among other things. Now, without enough fiber in the diet, humans can experience die-offs of these beneficial butyrate-producing gut microbes. Too much eating of simple sugars and carbs instead makes room for harmful species, resulting in a condition known as gut dysbiosis. And, you know, and I want I kind of want to point that out here. It's like, yeah, if you eat too much sugar, it's bad for for you it, it pretty much they're, they're telling you right there right it, it's it's uh, you know and, and by the way if you don't eat sugar you you're not gonna have allergies i mean i actually got it i have a i have a, I have a story about that i think uh, yeah. yeah during toast and jam we'll uh, yeah. talk about that but think about it if you eat like at the holidays you're eating a lot of sugary carby pastries and foods and then you go to take a shit yeah it no ew it's bad bad stomach cramps uh, you may or may not be able to do so. It's just, there's reasons why we try to tell people, stay away from grains and sugars and limit your carbs. Exactly. Um, but uh, so this, it is, um, yeah, I mean, it's so without yeah, without uh, butyrate, the gut lining can become permeable and bits of food leak out of the GI tract and into circulation, triggering an anaphylactic response in one pattern of allergic reactions. So one way to rapidly test uh, to treat this has been a, micro, a microbiome transplant, also known as unpleasantly as a fecal biota transplant. Now, that sounds So you're basically, you basically eat shit. Okay, that, that's interesting. Um, but this is... Actually, didn't we report on... On that a few months ago, there was actually a story about like freeze dried shit being put in caplets and things yes. like that. Yes, so we, I think we actually covered that. Yes, so, um, so, it, but it is, uh, yeah, I don't know. So we thought, why don't we just deliver the metabolites like butyrate that a healthy microbiome produces? He said in a news release. Now, Hubble and his colleagues at the University of Chicago did just that in a mouse model in early 2023, but the solution is vile to taste and smell. So a new configuration of polymers that cloak the butyrate have been developed by him and his team. Now, the treatment restored the gut's protective barrier and microbiome in part by increasing increasing the production of peptides that kill off harmful bacteria, which made room for butyrate-producing bacteria. Now, we were delighted to see that our drug both replenished the levels of butyrate present in the gut and helped the population of butyrate-producing bacteria to expand, said Catherine Nagler, PhD, a senior author of the study. Now, that will likely have implications not only for food allergy and inflammatory bowel disease, but also for the whole set of non-communicable chronic diseases that have been rising over the last 30 years in response to lifestyle changes and overuse of antibiotics in our society. Now, um, 
Of course, Nagler and Hubble co-founded a company called Col uh, Colostra Bio to further develop the butyrate uh, micelles into a commercially available treatment for peanut allergies, reports un the, uh, the University of Chicago Press. Now, they are working with the FDA on an investigational new drug application and hope to begin clinical trials in patients with moderate ulcerative colitis within the next 18 months. I mean, that sounds good, but it's still kind of, it's just yet another thing saying maybe, yeah, sugar's not so good for you. Exactly. And I'll tell you, uh, Sharon Osbourne learned uh, okay, how bad okay. sugar is because, you know. Oh. 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 That's right. She had to stop taking that drug because she lost too much I, I, weight I, 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 on give it. Her, I give her a soundboard. Uh, you're... I should let you do this. Yeah, you might could want to. <laughs> you know, it's called being a professional. So, in a recent interview, Sharon Osbourne said she quit taking Ozempic due to losing too much weight. Speaking on a recent episode of Pierce Morgan Uncensored, Sharon Osbourne, who's a TV personality and wife of British rocker Ozzy Osbourne, told the talk show host that the first thing to know about Ozempic is you can't stay on it forever. And she also revealed that she had lost too much weight on the drug and had to stop using it. She said, quote, I lost 42 pounds now and it's just enough, she explained. It's just time to stop. I don't actually want to go this thin, but it just happened. She added, noting that I'll probably put it all on again soon. I've done it my whole life. Wouldn't you think that if that's the pattern you've been in your whole life of loss, gain, loss, gain, you would figure out what's causing the gain so that when you finally have the loss, it's not because of some shitty drug like Ozempic and you're able to keep it off to prevent having to go back on that drug. Just a thought. Well, I had to take it a step further. It's like, yeah, it, this is a, it, it's a, it's the diet mentality, right? I'm going to go on, I'm going to, I'm going to change the way I eat temporarily so that I can get healthy. And then I'm going to eat like a trash panda and, 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 you know, and seed all the gains I made. And Well, and we've talked about that fact, too. Vinny always says you can't out-exercise a bad diet. And it's true. And, you know, this just furthers what we've been talking about, about this horrible drug. Osborne said she first began using, when she first began using the drug, she felt nauseous for two or three weeks. You don't throw up physically, but you've got that feeling, she said. And she was also very thirsty and didn't want to eat. Now, she mentioned medications like Ozempic can lead sometimes to bothersome side effects. Now, some of them can fade over time, but others may be more serious. Dr. Michael Kane, the professor in the Department of Pharmacy Practice at Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Scientists, said gastrointestinal side effects such as nausea, diarrhea, abdominal pain, vomiting, and constipation are the most common side effects that people will experience. Good hydration is also important, especially when first starting the drug or when increasing the dose. Patients with a history of pancreatitis, medullary thyroid cancer, or a history of multiple endo endocrine endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2 shouldn't take these medications where have we heard that before oh i don't know every fucking commercial out there so in april of this year the new york times reported on the case of renata lavash savvy who became malnourished on the drug despite weighing over 200 pounds she reported she reported having to set alarms to remind herself to eat because she had no appetite now, some people may experience an aversion to eating that's so extreme that they can't obtain adequate nutrition. Yeah, that's called anorexia, people. So, yeah. 
Dr. Alex Foxman, who's the medical director of Archive Health and Weight Loss, said that people like Osborne, who are over 65 years of age, may additionally be more sensitive to the effects of weight loss drugs like Ozempic. They can have a higher risk of developing low blood sugar and gallbladder problems. They can also have a higher risk of interactions with other medications they could be taking for other conditions. Yes, because you want to get them on the pharma wheel and just keep adding. That's what big pharma does. So he advises that people using Ozempic or similar drugs like Wolfgovi and Manjaro should be under the supervision of an experienced licensed medical provider who can help them if they do have problems. And this type of program can also help educate you about the benefits of these medications, which may be, which may include a reduced risk of heart attack, stroke, or death in people with type 2 diabetes or cardiovascular disease. Funny, this actually is a diabetes medication, so, you know, that kind of stands to reason. And they can also improve blood pressure, cholesterol levels, and inflammation markers. Now, there's another doctor, Benita Sagal. She's the director of Women's Health at LifeMD, said that one important thing for people to understand is that weight loss medications like Ozempic are not standalone solutions for weight loss. Gee, we've been saying that for how long, phone boy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, there you go. Like that. So at LifeMD, for example, we emphasize a holistic approach to wellness that involves consistent oversight by your doctor. Hmm. No comment on that. We also work closely with patients on a continual basis discussing lifestyle medications such as healthy diet, hydration, and increased physical activity to achieve sustainable weight loss. Yeah, except for that which they call a healthy diet still has. Uh, Grains, seed oils, sometimes sugars. So... Sagal said it's also vital to address other factors that impact weight loss, such as stress management, sleep hygiene. Have you ever heard of this shit, sleep hygiene? Yeah, actually I have. It's, it's, it, because there's something that they, they talk about in terms of like overall health, right? It's making sure that you do the things that are necessary so that you will get a good night's sleep, right? You know, things like uh, you know turning the light off and you know you know I don't know having the routine. You know, we, we well, like we say hi to Gene every night, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's that's what they mean by sleep hygiene. It's you know having the phone, you know, not have not sitting there with the phone, you know, until two o'clock in the morning. Which you know, anyway, uh, or whatever. Okay, I have horrible thing. sleep hygiene then. Yes, we, we we can we can discuss about this uh, off mic. But yeah, they talk about portion control, alcohol consumption, and and smoking sensation. No, which is interesting to me, considering the fact that a lot of these are just common fucking sense. Lower your stress level. Don't consume alcohol. Don't smoke. You know, don't pile your plate full of food and then wonder why you're still five hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, maybe uh, I, I need to actually. I'm, I'm I'm I have to play a clip here because I've, I've unfortunately I've been messing with stuff okay my clips are a little low i figured wow. the, i figured the level on that way was, low yeah, the, hold on that was what i was like Monsanto. okay that's better still not yeah i know i, I unfortunately i was trying to i was trying to address this is how to, to decide well unfortunately it, it, that it, you're it, gonna try no, it, no, it, testing it, things no, while it, we're it, actually live doing the show no unfortunately it was making a me- it was making a mess and i was trying to fi- or it, i was looking at the levels and trying to figure out a different way to to, to get it in there and unfortunately i kind of screwed it up so all right well well i think it'll be okay now phone so. boy what the fuck bad podcaster get the 
spray bottle. Yes, I'm aware of we're, this. We're trying to do a show here, man. Yeah. Well, I but but I can but I tell you what I can do because I was also trying to address the noise issue too because it some seems like that there's a there's a uh, there there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of noise that's coming in. And I was that's trying, what we were told. That's what we were told, and so I'm attempting to try and address this issue. But I get to I get to I think I get to play this uh, I get I think I get to play this clip again. Oh. Okay, now you can hear it. No, that, that's, that's right. Yeah, grains. Okay, so because we do have another Ozempic uh, story, it, it, the FDA adds a warning to Ozempic uh, about uh, about a risk for blocked intestines. We were just talking about intestinal health in the last story, so um, so yeah, maybe maybe Ozempic is not good for intestinal health. Uh, so the side effect uh, known by the medical term uh, ileus is also listed on labels for the weight loss drug Wegovy, also also made by Novo Nordisk, and in the diabetes medication Monjaro, made by Eli Lilly. CBS News reports now both Ozempic and Wegovy are known generically as semaglutide. Now among the more than 8,500 reports of gastrointestinal disorders after using semaglutide medications through June. Ilias is mentioned in 33 cases, including two deaths, reported by CBS News. Now, the two pharmaceutical companies that make these medications are both being sued for claims that the drug can cause a similar health issue known as gastroparesis or stomach paralysis, CBS News reported. Uh, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, so basically you're not able to take a crap which literally can be life-threatening yes um uh, well yeah anyway that, that's a yeah sometimes you, sometimes uh yeah if you gotta go you gotta go there's no uh there's no getting around that sometimes even sometimes at uh, four in the morning yeah that, that's happened to me a couple times um it's, it's interesting when your body makes its decision that you need to go do something but i'll, I'll tell you what my decision is about this next next story <laughs> you can suck a bag and eat my ass yeah, well, I, I don't. I also don't know that I would need this anyway. Um, so uh, Brazil's banana spider apparently aids in erectile dysfunction uh, treatment. Now, no, you don't need it. But when anything comes with arachnid, I'm the fuck out. Yeah, three decades ago, Brazilian researchers began studying a curious side effect from banana spider bites. The toxin left victims with a priaprism. Uh, thank you. Uh, the other, a painful and persistent erection. Yeah, uh, uh, the scientists were inspired to develop a synthetic mo uh, molecule using some properties. Of of the spider's venom to create a gel to treat erectile dysfunction, which is now undergoing promising clinical trials. Now, covered in thick brown hair and with a maximum size of up to 15 centimeters or about six inches, the arachnid is one of the most venomous in the world. It is found in several South American countries and was nicknamed for its common presence in banana plantations. But it is also called the wandering spider or the armed spider. Now, in the southeastern Brazilian state of uh, Minas uh, Gerais, uh, 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 it is found in rural areas and as well as urban centers. Now, Brazilian biotech company uh, BioZeus has bought the patent for the module, a molecule. Now, the, the company wants to sell it in an ointment, which would be rubbed on the penis when required, resulting in an erection in a few minutes, said Delima. Now, the, um, this is going to be a very popular drug. I think so. The molecule triggers the release of nitric oxide, which is essential for an erection as increases uh, blood circulation and allows blood vessels to widen. You know what also increases nitric oxide? Breathing through your nose, folks. I'm no, not kidding. Um, that's why... And you should do that. You should breathe in through your nose. That is that is actually one of the things that actually happens when you breathe in through your nose. Um, 
Now the uh, like now the molecule triggers the yeah we're, okay so yeah um, yeah the drug is currently in phase two clinical trials in Brazil but it is uh, um, yes but it does the, the yeah the, with the nitric oxide yes it causes the blood vessels to uh, to get uh, wider and allows more blood to flow through so is that is why your um, you know what why your, uh, your your wife's best friend your pulsy or your cock uh, get, uh, is harder because there's more blood flow okay but. My immediate thought as a woman. So you're rubbing this on your Johnson to make it go a boing. Um, you know that's going to transfer to her to her goody bits. What's that going to do to her mm, cave of mystery? When you are exploring, that's yes. all I'm saying. All I'm, but you know, I just I think I need to play this. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Yeah, this this just gives me, like I, I'm I'm just automatically thinking about how bad your giblets are gonna burn when he decides he's gonna like you know go for ramming speed. Oh hell no. Yeah, I I mean seriously, I have a feeling that you know if if, uh, if some I don't know yeah I I think this clip's most appropriate if you if you put that on your junk and then uh, uh, put it put it in your partner. You are made of stupid. Well, you know, actually, uh, Faisalah had a really good point. She said, wear a condom. That's a great idea, but um, the problem being, what if you can't? There are some men who their junk is just too small without having to hold the damn thing in place to keep it on there. And then, of course, there's the, I can't feel anything, guys, because they don't like wearing condoms and they have nothing but a constant piss and moan or it's uncomfortable or uh, a million other bullshit excuses why they can't wrap that little fucker. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I'm glad I don't have to do that. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, that's right. That's right. No. So now researchers find a link between plastic additive and autism uh, or an ADHD. Uh, now, uh, the incidence of autism spectrum disorder and the attention hyper uh, deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD has greatly increased over the last few decades. The reasons are largely unknown, although environmental factors are believed to be important. Uh, and, and all that sugar that everybody's consuming, uh, everyone. Yeah, there's been a, there's a lot more plastic in the environment, too. I mean, that is something, you know, so it's so um, previous studies found associations between children with autism and exposure to BPA. This study, uh, bisphenol A and uh, 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 yeah, uh, empathetic metabolism in children with neuro, uh, neurodevelopmental, neuro, neurodevelopmental disorders, has found that the reason for the link is decreased if, uh, efficiency in a key step involved in BPA detoxification. Now, after BPA is ingested or inhaled, it is filtered from the blood and the liver through a process called uh, glucoronation, I think is what it's like. Uh, glu yeah, glucuronization uh, is the process of adding a sugar molecule to a toxin. Doing so makes the toxin water soluble, allowing it to quickly pass out of the body through urine. Uh, humans show genetic variability in their ability to detoxify BPA. Genetically susceptible individuals have more difficulty detoxifying their blood through this process, meaning their tissues are exposed to BPA at higher concentrations for longer time periods. Now, the study showed that for a significant proportion of children with autism, the ability to, to add the glucose molecule to BPA is about 10% less than that of controlled children. For a significant pr proportion of children with ADHD, it's about 17% less. Now, the compromised ability to clear 
clear such environmental pollutants from the body is the first-hand biochemical evidence of what the linkage is between BPA and the development of autism or ADHD, said P. Teter Stein, a, uh, uh, the study's lead author and, and, and Rowan uh, Vitura professor of uh, surgery. And we were surprised to find that ADHD shows the same defect in BPA detoxification. Now, of course, more research is needed to determine whether autism and ATHD are developed in utero through increased exposure to the mother or through the tire or or to the child sometime following birth. Now, of course, uh, I thought they outlawed BPA and took it out of all the plastics and shit. Yeah, and the stuff that they that, that, that they've replaced it with are just as bad. So, well, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So, um, now this was this caught my attention because, uh, yeah, I'm. I, um, we we have a clip to introduce it. Okay. Well, bite your fucking nuts off, chomp. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, okay. So the the world's first drug to regrow teeth enters clinical trials. That seems kind of interesting. Now, in June, uh, the Good News Network reported on the first evidence of a drug that was able to regrow adult teeth in mice after it was discovered by a dental scientist named Takahashi uh, in Japan years ago. Now, a pharmaceutical company uh, called uh, Toragem Biopharma, funded by Kyoto University, where Takahashi is based, is moving forward with clinical trials in healthy human adults. Now, slated to begin in July of next year, the trials will investigate whether or not Takahashi's antibody-based drug that targets a protein which suppresses the growth of new teeth from our teeth buds is successful in adults. If so, the next trial will c- include children with an anodontia, a condition where they are born without some of their teeth. Now, the idea of growing new teeth is in every dentist's dream. I've been working on this since I was a graduate student. I, I was confident I'd be able to make it happen, Mr. Takahashi said. Now, anodontia is a congenial condition per, um, present in about 1% of the population that impedes the development of teeth. About 10% of those patients have uh, uh, ugly odontia, which they, which they lack six or more natural teeth. Now, around 2005 and upon Takahashi's return to Japan, literature began uh, being published that pinpointed certain genes in mice that, when deleted, caused them to grow fewer or more teeth. Investigating the latter, Takahashi found that this gene synthesized its own protein called USAG1, and, and that when he targeted it with a neutralizing antibody, the mouth's teeth proceeded to grow like normal. My son actually experienced that, where he didn't have all of his teeth. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really ridiculous what the dentist had uh, recommended, and I vehemently vetoed, like, we, we got the hell out of there. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how this works. I mean, could, could you imagine this? I mean, this would change the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the market for the, the need for, like, dentures and that kind of thing. You wonder. Well, what I'm wondering is if you've had your teeth extracted... What, I mean, what is the tooth bud that is supposed to grow these new teeth? Is it something located on, you know, the the jawbone? I'm I'm curious about this. Yeah, well, the, well, I mean, yeah, more research is needed, I guess. Well, I realize this. Okay, so now I I did get an article, and this is this is I wasn't going to cover this. Is not a toast and gem. This is almost an an honor, a dishonorable mention. It's probably more of an honorable mention because, um, yeah, we had like earlier this week. So there's there's an article talking about uh, how to get hay fever relief from fall allergies. Now I read the article, and it gives pretty typical advice: reduce exposure, medicate, and get thee to a doctor if 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 these things uh, that these things don't help. Right, so pretty typical advice. Now, I actually had a bad allergy the, the earlier, and now I'd like to, I'd actually like to point this out because the night before, and this is, and, and, and I put, the, I, I put this together a little later. Um, the night before, we had had. Uh, so, it's, uh, what the hell did we eat? Okay, 
the farmer who we deal with where we get our beef, we had been talking about fall weather. And of course, you can't talk about fall weather without pumpkin spice coming into the conversation. And she had said that the local Amish market makes a pumpkin roll that is absolutely delicious. So when we were at the Amish market the other day, I searched out this particular item and I got about, I think it was a quarter of one. It was enough where myself, phone boy, and the matriarch could all have a piece of it just to get a taste of it, but not it be too much because it has sugar, probably has seed oils, definitely has grains. You know, a lot of the shit we're not supposed to be eating. But I thought, you know, a little life into living for fall, we can just try this so that I can actually give her my honest opinion on what I thought of it. So this is what you ate and ultimately, it seems, had an allergic reaction to. Yeah, I think it, 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 and so, because the next day, right, and I've been having, I've actually been having allergies for, uh, um, That was so nice. I'm sure the pedal heads appreciated you blowing their speakers out with your manly belt. Yes, I'm sorry, that was not intentional. It wasn't, it it sort of, uh, it sort of snuck its way out of here, um, but uh, the uh, I think uh, yeah, and, and so I noticed that the next so the next so we had this and it was a, and we also, uh, also had some gummies too, which is uh, which, which we also um, you know. But anyway, did we have those the same night? Yes, we did. Oh, you know there is that. Yeah. So we had so well, but I still think the pumpkin. I still think it was the the, the the gummies weren't the issue. The gummies were only a small amount of sugar compared to that freaking pumpkin uh, roll. Oh yeah, by but, far. But I've been have I've been kind of having now, and I'm still I'm still trying to figure out. I haven't been here long enough to figure out kind of what you know the times of year that I'm more allergy. But but I but I had a pretty. But I've been kind of actually I'd say this year pretty much it's been consistent. I've had you know they you know it's, it's, it, it, neither here. This year's allergies have been. Worse for everyone though yeah i think so they've been so i had a day and it, and it was is a day i woke up and i went it's gonna be one of those days and so i you know to get the you know get the benadryl on board i and and, I, and it doesn't do anything and i'm like okay so um i actually went to the store and i got um and i actually got some uh, i i said okay i need to do something different because i've had a lot of because i've i've had a lot of um uh, what do you call it? I, I've had a lot of, um, yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of allergy issues over the over the years. So I know pretty much what works for me, and, mo- and, and the fact that mo- most things don't. Benadryl's about the only thing that works, right? Uh, for the, for most of the time. Now, this was bad, and Benadryl wasn't really doing much to it. And so I actually went and bought something at. at, at, at um, or I, I went to uh, to Walmart to go find see if there was anything new that I hadn't tried. And uh, so uh, yeah, there's a so apparently there's the, there's a drug that I hadn't heard of, uh, and I'll. I'll have to, I'll I'll put it in the show notes, I guess. Um, but uh, but basically, it's it, it, that it, it worked for me, and I'm not. And I took like one pill of it, and it you know, and it basically like knocked it out really but, fast. Too. Yeah. But but here's the thing I want to. But the, here's the thing I want to. Uh, I want to highlight though. I truly think, and, and so I'm not going to say that I was a, that my allergic reaction was caused by the sugar. However, it was like throwing um, throwing gasoline on a fire, right? I th- I believe that. So the, so gasoline will you know the, or the, you know, it'll, gasoline isn't going to start a fire, but it's going to make an existing fire worse, right? Much kind of like we do. Yeah, and that's what happens, I think, when you throw sugar on, on something where you've already got issues because of the, cause, you know, cause the allergies were already were already kicking up, and then you throw that on it, and it, it makes the situation much worse. And so, um, 
so yeah, I think you know that's a because and 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 I and I did did a little bit of a, you know looking into kind of how you know how allergies work and that kind of thing. And yes, it's a you know the the sneezing and such. Those are all those are all uh, you know allergic reactions. They're you know, histamine. You know they're, they're they're using the hist. You know that's what they, they, they remember one of the one of the things it was called a histamine blocker, right? Um, but uh, you know what this is. But but uh, there's already so there's already some inflammatory conditions, and then and then what is sugar but fuel for that, right? And so, if you so your allergy symptoms are going to get worse. And so I'd already had known like after that much sugar, I'm like I ain't doing that for a while, right? And you know so and I think that between uh, taking yeah, something and when different- you don't consume sugar and then you eat something that is sweet or has sugar in it or whatever, you do feel it. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, I think we, we, we will, um, like I said, we will, uh, I'll put some information in the show notes as to what we actually got here because it's, it's a thing. But uh, meanwhile, um, so, I, 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 so I think it is time for the, uh, it would time to move to the happiness segment, I think. Uh, the key to life is a penis in your asshole. And uh, we have a, um, and actually, this is we, we actually had a number of happiness stories this week. This is this is a little bit a uh, little bit unusual. About here. damn time uh, we usually have a lot of trouble finding. Yeah, we, honestly, yeah. So that we had we had more, we had more than usual. So an asteroid sample delivered back to Earth in a brilliant feat, which is a um, the time capsule of the ancient solar system. Is how they do that. Now in in, in spacefaring news, which I, uh, NASA has had its hands on a capsule containing about half a pound of material taken from a large asteroid called Bennu. The first extraterrestrial soil sample brought back by Americans since the Apollo missions was accomplished as part of the years-long uh, OSIRIS-REx mission, the first ever asteroid sample and return mission NASA has undertaken. Touching down in a DOD test range in Utah at 10.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday, the OSIRIS-REx capsule represents the culmination of seven years of hard work that started when a small spacecraft was launched in 2016, remotely directed to the asteroid Bennu where it arrived and sought a safe landing area in 2019, collected a sample in October of 2020, and then headed for home in 2021. The Bennu sample, an estimated 8.8 ounces or 250 grams, was transported in its unopened canister by aircraft to NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston on Monday. Now, the curation scientists there will disassemble the canister, extract and weigh the sample, create an inventory of the rocks and dust, and over time, distribute pieces of Bennu to scientists worldwide. Now, moving as fast as possible get the canister under a nitrogen purge, as scientists call it, was one of the Osiris Rex's uh, team's most critical tasks. Um, Nitrogen is a gas that doesn't interact with most other chemicals, and a continuous flow of it into the sample container inside the capsule will keep out earthly contaminants to leave the sample pure for scientific analyses. Now, for us, this was the World Series ninth-inning basis-loaded moment, and this team knocked it out of the park, said Rich Burns, the project manager for Osiris Rex uh, at NASA Goodard Space Flight Center. Now, the whole team had butterflies today, but they're focused anticipation of a crucial event by a well-prepared team. Now, the, the return samples collected from Benny will help scientists worldwide make discoveries to better understand planet formation and the origin of organics and water that led to life on Earth, as well as benefit all of humanity by learning more about potentially hazardous asteroids. Well, how do, why do, how do potentially asteroids... How does that actually affect me? Because I can't do anything to avoid a potential asteroid, right? Well, no, and hopefully NASA can figure out how to blow the thing up before it gets to Earth. But as we've seen in a few instances, there have been, you know, space shit that got in 
before they were able to blow it up. And then you end up with a flaming asteroid like they had in Russia those years back that everyone has seen the YouTube video of. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, can, you, can you read the next story here? Well, I'm, I'm. I will. And there's actually, once again, there's totally a clip that goes along with this as far as I am concerned, except for I can't find it. So fuck it. But um, yeah, so a toddler was reunited with her brother who after she was revived after drowning in the family pool. Now, there was a tear-jerking moment captured on film showing a toddler being reunited with her teenage brother after he saved her from drowning. Now, the 18-year-old in the shot is named Eric Johnson, and he saved his little sister by performing CPR after he found her floating in the family swimming pool. Little Rose was only two at the time and was at home with her brother and mom, Nina, who said their habit is to always have one person in the room with Rose. Alert and aware, Eric came into the living room and noticed that the door was open and neither Nina nor Rose was around. Checking the swimming pool, the big brother found his little sister unconscious in the pool. He pulled her out immediately and began performing CPR. And by the time their mother had been able to call 911, Rose was already regaining consciousness. First responders arrived shortly after and rushed the two-year-old to the hospital, where she remained on a ventilator for two days. Now, the rescue happened two years ago, but Nina decided now to share the story for the first time. And according to her, the incident has brought the two siblings closer, and they're now 20 and 4, respectively. And the two have always been close, but they're even closer now, saying their relationship is wonderful. They're so close. They cuddle together, they watch TV together, and she shouts at him when he annoys her. It's beautiful. So even if just one person from each family, it could make such a difference don't know where they would have been if he hadn't known how to do CPR, also known as chest compression. And it's routinely offered in courses at fire departments and schools, and it's usually free, and it can restart the heart of people who have no pulse or breath even hours after chest compressions are started. Now, I have a problem with that. <clears throat> One, for the fact that having worked in EMS, I have never known any... EMS provider <laughs> yeah. to do compressions for hours. You you just don't. Because you're able to get to an AED way before hours occurs. And if they're not coming back, because it's very exhausting to perform CPR. So if you're not getting them back, there's a really good chance you're not going to get them back. No, this is definitely true. Um <laughs> Yeah, and of course, with it, with with what's going on with our uh, with uh, the, the the people in our government, uh, yeah. After you get laid off from a job, you may not get it back. So a Jersey man said, "I want to mow your lawn," and his free services spread across the nation. Now there's a man in New Jersey who wants to mow your lawn. If you don't believe him, ask the patent office because he tra trademarked the phrase. Brian Schwartz from Wayne, New Jersey. I don't know where the hell that is. Of course, I barely know where New Jersey is, but that's... that's North Jersey. North Jersey. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so his pull, his pull started a nationwide movement to automate and scale kindness after losing his job during the pandemic and feeling like he wanted to make a positive impact in the world. Now, soon after, he started a volunteer lawn care organization to help seniors, the disabled, and veterans mow their lawns, trim their hedges, and cut back their trees. And he does it all for free. 
Now, when we help someone like Edna, a dedicated teacher juggling personal battles, or Peter, a D-Day veteran who stormed the beaches of Normandy, it's incredibly fulfilling, Schwartz told GNN. Um, Every lawn mode is not just grass cut, it's relief provided, a burden eased, and a community straightened. That's that's true. It's it's definitely nicer to go into a neighborhood where all the where all of the uh, you know all of the little boxes uh, you know the, the I'm, I'm sorry I'm the, what is it what, what, the, the theme to weeds little boxes you know made of ticky tack I can't remember the name I've of the song. actually never seen it oh you've never seen it there's no. the, okay well, I'll have to find that song um, yeah boxes made of ticky tacky yes exactly there's the I, I'll, I'll have to find that and play that in the in the in the um, in the, uh, in, the in studio 33 um, so, um, while sprouting grassroots in New Jersey, the movement spread internationally, and I Want to Mow Your Lawn was born. Brian now oversees 500 volunteers in 46 states, with similar orgs springing up in Australia, the UK, and Canada. I Want to Mow Your Lawn and its volunteers have spruced up over 2,000 lawns, but all this helping others springs from a strong foundation at home. Now, every day I'm reminded of my late father, who passed away January 20. 20- 21 after a two-year battle with brain cancer who believed in my vision enough to contribute his, to to his foundation via our GoFundMe to become a 501c3 Brian said now the notion of him looking down with pride knowing that we're making a tangible difference is a powerful driving force watching my young son Dylan absorb and internalize the work we do is deeply rewarding and every time we help someone I see it as not just aiding our immediate community, but also shaping the next generation's values and principles, he said. I think that's true. Now, once it became clear that there were plenty of people willing to do the work for free and plenty of people who need a helping hand, Brian began looking for other ways to help and began introducing people to more sustainable garden planning, such as installing rock gardens, native gardens, or switching to battery-operated equipment. Now, Brian can outfit some of his volunteers thanks to collaborations with major equipment makers like Steel, Milwaukee Tool, and Ryobi. While, ironically, I Want to Mow Your Lawns, a No Mow May petition has gathered 700 signatures from clients looking to ensure their lawns remain vital food-producing stopovers for bees and other pollinators during key spring months. The overwhelming support and recognition from individuals, volunteers, and partners like Project Evergreen and Raising Men Lawn Care Service have been heartwarming, Schwartz told GNN. Uh, a look at their the organization's YouTube channel reveals it's not only about lawns, but snow and ice, as well as piles of leaves. If there's a lawn with a problem, Brian and his team are happy to help. I mean... That's really sweet. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, now, what I also think is fantastic here, this is... this this is, this is, this is I a, love this story. I love this story. Dad honors career by recreating an adorable photo with son who is now a pilot at the same airline. And I think I'm going to put the... For those of you who are... Uh, for, for those who are following along, I actually may have to put the... the uh, I may have to put the picture of this in the, uh, in, in the. I think you should. I think I actually will have to. So, the, the, so I'm going to. Meanwhile, so that I don't have to do this now. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to actually pull the story, uh, so you can see the photos for yourself. From a Chicago airport comes the beautiful story of a father and son who are able to recreate a special moment to create an even more special one. Uh, newly fledged pilot for Southwest Airlines, Ruben Flowers III, got to ride shotgun on his father's final flight before retiring, which they memorialized by taking a photo in the same position as the one nearly 30 years earlier. Reuben Flowers Jr. was getting ready for takeoff in night back in 1994 when his son Flowers III got to visit the captain. Sitting in the co-pilot seat, they snapped a nice photo. 
Flowers Jr. flew for Southwest for 30 years, all the while inspiring his three children to take to the skies as well, with Flowers 3 telling People Magazine, it's the best office view in the world. Now, Flowers III was uh, was uh, coming to an, the end of his flight school just as his father was nearing the end of his career, and it was at that time when he stumbled across that old family photo that got him thinking of doing something special for his dad. It was a dream of mine to make this happen, Flowers III says. It was my number one goal to fly with my dad. He wasn't sure whether or not he would complete his flight school before his father's March 3rd retirement, but fate was on the young man's side, and on March 3rd, as part of a flight from Omaha to Chicago, Flowers 2 and 3 sat side-by-side, pilot and co-pilot, father and son, and snapped the last picture of his dad's long career. I really enjoyed flying with my son, Flowers Jr. told People. It truly, truly is a blessing for me. It was just awesome. Now, after they had landed in Chicago, Flowers III kept on going while his dad went to, uh, to a retirement reception at the airport to celebrate a beautiful career and a beautiful legacy that continues flying after him. That, you know, talk about following in your father's footsteps. I actually got that chance yeah. because my dad drove a truck for many years. He was one of the old school 80s drivers. And I actually got a chance when I was driving because I had to go to Chelsea Market in Mass. And it brought me close enough where I could take a small detour off the interstate to actually pull up in front of where him and my mom were living. And I called him. And it was funny because it was really late at night. And he had literally just gone to bed. And I didn't know that because he was usually up until, you know, oh, God, o'clock in the morning playing games on his computer. But when I called him, I said, hey, uh, I'm on my way to Chelsea Market. Do you want to go with me? He was like, absolutely. So he actually got to see me drive. And despite the fact I told him to stay his butt in the truck because I didn't want to get in trouble for having an unauthorized passenger, he just could not help but to get out and help me carry my load locks back to the cab of my truck to put them in their holder after we unloaded the trailer. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird thinking about, kind of, as I think I brought my dad to his final career because he kind of maybe followed in my footsteps. I don't know, because he was a mechanic for a while. And then I think he realized this the computer, the car, the, the computers got more, or the cars got more computerized. I was about to say the, the computers got more card, but anyway. That's, <laughs> yeah, my, 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 yeah, talking talk about getting words mixed up. Um, so, yeah, the, but I, I think it's, uh, it, you know, unfortunately, I really didn't get to, you know, I just, but, you know, I wasn't seeing eye to eye with my dad at that point but unfortunately by the time I, I, I could I was in a position where we could start to do that yeah he was you know he was already uh, he was already out of out of here so you know I think it's a it, the computers got more yeah the computers got more card there you go yeah exactly now um this is something that you and I have been we've been having discussions about I mean I, I, so I'm not going to necessarily cover all of this this article here but we talk about but but there's a really uh, easy way to do this next thing yeah exactly I'll, I'll read a little bit about it. I, 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 I don't give a shit I, I covered just a, a, what was that you stepping on my clip but that's okay because I couldn't I couldn't hear what the clip was never mind oh you're just you see surely you can't be serious nope well, I, I, yeah, your clips are quiet. It's because the speakers have to be quiet because, yeah, otherwise, otherwise they pick up on the mic. So, yep. Yeah. 
This might be a this might be a situation where we have to do we have to pull it on cans again. But anyway, that's that's a whole different thing. Oh, you mean like real podcasters do? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But let's say you choose to behave differently when you're anxious, but not in, in real danger, and you recognize your fear, accept it, and go to the party and go to a party anyway. Right? This is in this case because um, some people do have that fear of going to parties. And in fact, you go to a lot of parties, even though your flight or fight response kicks in. Now the brain the brain is collecting data about what happens and soon realizes, hey, wait a minute. Nothing bad is actually happening. Maybe this isn't actually dangerous. Now, over time, you retrain your amygdala about what is safe, and the fear response becomes less intense or disappears. And if you sit around waiting to feel comfortable, you'll be waiting forever. Your brain won't magically retrain itself. You actually have to act before it feels comfortable, before you feel ready. And I, I agree with that. And you can yes, yeah, you can choose to do things that scare you to feel the fear and act anyway. Now, avoiding the fears makes your world smaller. Facing them expands it. And I believe that is the case. Now, now maybe you can't relate to uh, you know the anxiety the the, the, the the uh, the anxiety that some people have when they will go to a party. I mean, I mean, certainly I can I can I can relate to this. I I I had to when I first started uh, traveling as much when I started having to do the do events all the time. Uh, I yeah, you you eventually get over that you know whatever the issues that you have with this stuff. But it's a uh, but uh, you know and this is uh, so. But it, but I still have that anxiety when I'm if I'm in an if I'm in an environment for too long or whatever. Even now I still like I don't want to be around people. Right. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but um, you know that is that is a situation of uh, you know let uh, you know less af- you know I, I don't get necessarily less afraid, but I get more brave, right? But I still, but I also know my you know I also know. Um, let's see if I can actually find the clip here because uh, you know. Man's got to know his limitations, right? So, um, and and yeah, but uh, you know, could but uh, there, you know, there, there. But I bet you know, and I think all of us can can are are, are there's at least one area in life where people where you're afraid to fail, right? And this this is a uh, and this is something we talk about a lot uh, off mic, and it could be your work, finances, relationships, your reputation, your body, your legacy, whatever. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities, and we all have something we're afraid to ruin, and that fear holds us back from taking that very thing to the next level. I mean, I was, I was afraid, you know, and I think I could talk about this myself, right? Just in terms of the, you know, the kind of like, at least I went through with my divorce. I had to, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I mean, I really didn't. Like, and when I started this whole process, I really didn't know, right? Um, but I had to face that fear. I didn't really have a choice, right? I had to go, okay, well, what, what you know, what's going to happen? All right, well, you, you just got to do it and, and try to, and I think, you think I'm afraid to get remarried? You fucking, with, God damn it. Yeah. Fuck you too. <laughs> so, oh, it is not my fault. Okay, it is absolutely not my fault yeah. that you walked into that. So, lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> yeah, Off my tits. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or could it be her massive stripper titties? Well, anyway, uh, are you done being a child yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why lie? Um, but um, I mean, I think, and we we go through this, right? We have to, we do have to face the fears, right? And, and, you know, feeling the fear, but being more brave and doing it anyway, ultimately. But uh, we try to, we we try to seek. To, I know we talk about this. We, we we talk about why we're afraid of something, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not even a, it's not even the the. Uh, it's because it reminds you of something that happened previous, that you know, before, right? And it's, it's like, about facing your fears and yeah. kind of deciding if they're rational or irrational. 
Yeah, exactly. But, you know, don't fear something different. And this is something I learned very early on in my life is that, yeah, just because something is different doesn't mean it is, uh, it is bad. And unfortunately, I think that may have been partially what led to, um, well, anyway, the, the, the 25 year mistake. Um, you know, the, no, 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 no comment. Yeah, well, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down, you realize. Because it's uh, because it is uh, one of those things. Um, so, uh, ironically, one of the things I see here is get closer to other humans, and I think what that means, um, you know, when I when I look at this is like we, because we, we even talked about this this morning. It's like you know we we because um, we because we have some really we, we just there's some really great people that, that have uh, that have decided to join us on this uh, journey of, in the in the in the Lotus here. And, yep. Uh, and so, but uh, the other and we were you know we were talking about some some you know we're we're, we're talking uh, you know off mic about some folks. And, and, you know, we realized that, yeah, that, that, that sometimes, right, when you get close to people, yeah, you, you can get hurt. That is, that, is, that is the truth, right? I mean, people, people make mistakes. People do hurtful things, right? That, or, or people die, right? I mean, there's all kinds of things, right? That, that, that and family isn't always blood. Yeah. And f- family isn't always blood. But that's, the, but that's the point of this, I think, is, um, you know, that, that uh, in order to get the good things that come from being, you know, I mean, the, the, I mean, we, we, we kind of joke about the fact that the thing, things are peopley out there sometimes. So we don't do very there. So we, there's a lot of things we just don't, uh, um, that, that, that we say we don't do very much or do very often, but you know, what, but what we've decided, what, what we've, what we've done though, is we've actually, we have gotten closer to some people, you know, some, you know, all and so many listeners that are, that participate on us with on Saturdays at 4 PM central time, uh, you know, what, come to Lotus effect show to listen or Lotus stream to listen live. Uh, you can go to Lotus show to listen to past episodes, but you can go to Lotus chat to join us live and, and, and chat, or you can call two, five, three, two, three, seven, three, three, two, one. Yeah. How about, how about that nice little ad right there? Yeah. I'm telling you, that was just spot on. Yeah. So, uh, but but uh, but the reality is, is that to get some of the, the that you the, there's just some amazing people. I mean, we're talking about Lauren and Spencer because uh, I got a I got an email from the uh, the from the place that we because we ordered flowers for for uh, the, to, for for his uh, granddad's passing, and, and we sent them as as we did. We also but I got an email saying that I that the I'd also ordered a, a memorial tree with it or something that got planted, and so it was a, that's right. You know, so I we that, that kind of brought the subject back up. And it's just like, wow. I mean, if it weren't that, uh, you know, those are amazing people, right? And if you don't open yourself up to meeting amazing, to meeting people, you're going to miss out on people. You're going to miss out on some pretty amazing people. So it's, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, and those amazing people are going to be live after No Agenda tomorrow. We are? No, no, no. Lauren and Spencer. Oh, okay. Oh, they are. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. Thought we talked about being live after no agenda. Next. That's next week, the eighth. Okay, got you. Okay, I still don't know what we're gonna do with that yet, but uh, we're gonna. Uh, well, do, we're gonna. You do, know, we we're do. gonna. They had a great goddamn time. That's what that. we're gonna do. Okay. Well, I do know what we're gonna do right now, which is to get into the cavalcade of stupidity, which uh, we are going to. Yes, we are. We're gonna. Do no, so. Okay. Yeah, we are. Ho, pedal heads, and welcome to the Red Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Now, um, now we know Rev is busy, so uh, you know we and, and I and I have a I have my own. Um... Yes, but there's a reason why. Okay, well, pl- please, uh... it's all their fault. Oh, okay. Well, that uh, that yeah. I believe. Right. 
So, um, however, because I'm also because I'm also a, a dementite and a dementoid or whatever the fuck it is, you know, the listeners, the Doctor Demento show back in the day, I have I have some pretty uh, I can pinch it when this is, when this is required, and I always, and I always have a couple things, and this is this is one I've got. Uh, this is a Larry, this is a Larry Gross who was born in uh, April twenty second of nineteen forty eight. He's an American singer songwriter and a radio host from nineteen eighty three until twenty twenty one. Gross served as the host and artistic director of a mountain stage a two-hour live music radio program produced by west virginia public broadcasting and distributed by npr our national treasure wish i had that clip um, his he first in, in, entered the national spotlight in 1976 when his novelty song junk food junkie became a top 10 hit it spent 15 weeks on the u.s charts reaching number nine on the billboard hot 100 it was gross's only song to chart junk food junkie spent two weeks at number 31 in canada and it was also a minor hit on the adult contemporary chart and of course played regularly on the dr demento show um and it probably still is if you if you subscribe to it now so uh so we'll play a sample of this uh of a junk food junkie here while we uh um yeah and then uh, then we'll play the full version in the in studio 33 you know i love that organic cooking i always ask for more and they call me mr natural on down to the health food store I only eat good sea salt White sugar don't touch my lips And my friends is always begging me To take them on macrobiotic trips Yes they are All but night I take out my strong box That I keep under lock and key And I take it off to my closet Where nobody else can see I open that door so slowly Take a peek up north and south then I pull out a hostess Twinkie and I pop it in my mouth. Yeah, in the daytime I'm Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be. But at night I'm a junk food chunky. Good Lord, have pity on me. There we go. All right. So now we've played that. We've played that track. Uh, so, like I said, we'll play the full version in uh, in Studio Thirty Three. Let me let me put this put that level back where it needs to go. All right. Uh, so, um, do we have anything? For, so we're in the toast and jam segment now. Uh, so, was there anything from Rideshare this week? It was a very boring week in Rideshare. Okay. Nothing to really talk about. Okay. So, but I think, but we, but we, something we definitely do have to talk about is the fact that we actually, uh, we have, uh, we've made some serious upgrades here in the studio. We have. Yeah, we have. So I'm going to put, so I posted this picture last night. It is, uh, but this is, this is a picture. So if you're, if you're following along live, you can, uh, you can uh, go in the chat that the, the image I just posted is kind of what it looks like right now. So what did we, so the question then asks, well, what did we do? Okay. So, um, so for the so for the Phoenix side of the table, we've uh, we've made some we've made we've made a, a couple of significant changes. We now uh, we um, now th- a lot of this was precipitated by the fact that. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a so I, there's an iPad that I use to uh, to fire off clips and, and that kind of stuff as part of the show. I don't use the the clip on the things on the Roadcaster because the it, it's a little bit hard. You know, we have way too many clips to do this on the Roadcaster. So um, I had long ago figured out that having an iPad with it with a soundboard was probably the, the best way to do clips. Uh, so um, and, and and plug it into the Roadcaster. Now at some point we'd replace the Roadcaster. I got the Roadcaster Pro Two. Um, we put the other Roadcaster away. But anyway, we've, but uh, now, now my my podcasting partner in crime has uh, been wanting a soundboard for uh, of her own for a long time. 
we've been trying to figure out exactly how to do it. Now there was a co- so we anyway we we I, uh, we after some uh, we had a bunch. You of have an app that you use for the soundboard that you realized I could put on my iPad and then with some cordage connect it to the original roadcaster since you got the roadcaster too and by adding a screen i can actually have the troll room on my laptop that i use the show script on the screen on a riser in front of me and my soundboard in the form of my ipad which was being used for the show content script so now i'm running three different screens and I think I'm slaying it personally. Yeah. So we also we also moved the mic too, and I think that's another. Yes, I have not had to touch my mic even once. I'm usually fiddling with it throughout the whole show. I got it where I want it. I like it where it is. I can modulate the way I need to. It's close enough yet far enough, and I feel like I'm talking directly into it, which is the way I think it has the best sound, and everything just feels natural. Feels like it needs to here. Yeah. Exactly. So now we're still there's still some uh, there's some other things that I'm cleaning up in here. So I think next week I'm going to do I, there's a need good, to clean up that damn hum that people keep talking about. Uh, yeah, well I know, and there's uh, this, this. And is, I think we are going to have to start using the cans again. Alas, alack. Yeah, probably. So we there's there's some I'm going to have to uh, rebuild after the show after we're done with Studio 33. Not not tonight, but you know in the in the uh, you know maybe I'll do this tomorrow or whatever. But I will. Uh, but I need to uh, there's there's some things in the stack I need to re uh, to rebuild but uh, but I can tell you but I but what I will tell you is that so we had I had to replace the show iPad now the show the the, the, the iPad I had been using is an iPad mini 4 right it, it, I bought it uh, actually I had work by it in 2015 or something like that so it, it, it is now t- running the you know the uh, two revisions old of iOS it is it is it is insanely slow at this point um, so we we uh, but but it had uh, one of the things one of the things it had is a three point five millimeter jack, which uh, your iPad has still. Yes, it does. Because I did not buy the I did not buy the latest. Ing- I, I, we bought one red back for you, I think, when we bought like an. I iPad. think I chose this to be honest. Yeah, it was. But either way, right? You have so uh, you have an analog jack. Unfortunately, and when I replaced, I replaced it with the iPad Mini Six, which I really I gotta say, like form factors. I mean, I, I forgot kind of like I like that size of iPad because I'd been because normally he's, I le- he's been having just a jizz fest all over this thing since it arrived. He's just so excited. Yeah, there's yeah I know there's probably some noise and stuff here. We're still trying to sort out. I mean, I had the the the, the cable. There's a there's a cable that I've got to have to. Uh, Actually, that's actually something I can test here while we do this. I don't think this is actually going to cause a, a, a problem. So, uh, give me a second here. I'm going to take this out. I'm going to because uh, uh, and, and like we were talking about before with the whole value for value thing, some of the donation money that you all have been so gracious to provide us actually went toward purchasing this new iPad Mini for the clipboard and all the other things that he uses it for. Yes. So, I mean, we are still working on having coffee mugs and license plates and such uh, in the future. And anyone who wants, you know, stickers or 
uh, cards, just let us know. Hit us in the back channel. We'll send them to you. Now, one thing that is going on this weekend, uh, I hate this. Since, you know, I didn't have anything from Rideshare, I can share a trial and tribulation that I'm having to handle. So you hear Phoneboy talk a lot about his divorce and the finalizations and all the things that have to be done to button it up, which are still in the process. We're almost at the end, but there's there's still a little bit more annoyance to endure. However, this time the annoyance is actually on my side of the aisle because I have to go tomorrow, and thankfully my youngest son is coming with me, but I have to go tomorrow and finish getting my ex's stuff out of the storage units so that I don't have to have contact anymore with him. And interestingly enough, in order to do this, I needed to use my pickup truck. And when they went out to start it, yeah, the battery was dead and could not be jumped off. Now, I think it's because of the fact I have a big balls truck and my friend does not have a very powerful car. She has a Honda. So I think it could have just been that her battery wasn't strong enough to pop mine off. However, it's fine. Because I now am the proud owner of a brand new battery of which it made my truck roar when we started it up. So I will be good to go tomorrow and hopefully can expedite getting all of his shit out of my storage unit. Bring it to his house, drop it off, and not have to have conversation or interaction again. Because it is nothing but a stress fest anytime I have to conversate with this person, no matter what it is. Because I try to be amicable and I try to be nice and it just isn't possible. You can't have a hi, how are you, how you been conversation without it becoming passive aggressive and narcissistic and just I don't have time for that shit. So I'm really glad that this is finally going to end that chapter for me and I can try to be happy and live my best life with you pedal heads and with this man of my dreams over here. Okay, well, I, I'm figuring, I, I figured out, I figured out what the, I think I figured out where the issue is and I'm... I'm Pebcac? Yeah, not, and it's not a Pebcac issue, it's this, it's this new adapter I got, because the one, so of course, this, this is, this is the, so, okay, this is where we get into the behind the mic, or, you know, so some of the challenges we're having here. There is, so, um, the, the problem, of course, when you have, you know, the nice thing about having a separate USB port and a separate, uh, uh, you know, and a separate jack for audio is that, well, there's two jacks, right? That means, that means two cables. Well, in this case, I can only have one cable. I can either have the USB that plugs into the, uh, uh, that plugs into the sound or the, that plugs into the roadcaster or I can uh, or I can have the uh, the audio cable plug or I can have the uh, the power cable plugged in the USB-C power cable and uh, and actually um, you know in charge my iPad now did you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish no but at least I know where the source of the I know know where the source of the thing is and now I've got to then I've got to figure out the actual solution for it so but, that's something you can do when we're not that's yeah that, actively having a show yeah, that's correct yes I, but I'm, I'm also okay, mitigating the noise Thing. Here's the thing. To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. And I'm sure no one else does either. So let's go on to the fact. That's right. Let's go on to the fact that I'm playing a game the other night, and this ad pops up for AI. And it's like, oh, you know, write me a letter to my boyfriend so he won't break up to me or break up with me. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
we've lost the ability to have a human interaction to the point you can't even pen your own letter to your own boyfriend to beg him not to break up with you because you're a codependent nothing? Seriously? I mean, obviously you're nothing because you're using AI to write your boyfriend a letter, but just saying, we've really come to this point of non-communication with one another? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, okay, um, yeah, and the, the, and I know I see this all the time. The, 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 you know, the, the, the you see that you see the uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're it's really bad that we have to we we've become so bad at relating to other human beings that we need computers to help us to relate to other human beings. I mean, exactly. Does anybody not see how fucked up that is? Like. You know, they, they, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just it's just proof that our that we're fucking you know that we're fucking I don't know. We're it's it's oh you know. Seriously, technology has taken over the ability to have human interaction. Just think about when the last time you actually took pen to paper and wrote somebody a letter. It just doesn't really happen. It's always email or text message. Ironically, the last communications I had with my children have been uh, have been uh, have been in writing in, in handwriting and refused. Yeah, you know, the last one was yeah for sure. Uh, uh, so um, now, um, okay, I got. I actually got it back into something. So that so part of so uh, another sort of thing that's been happening, right? Is that I've been uh, uh, I, I have been uh, messing with the networking equipment because and actually and I can actually report that. Yeah, I think I I, I heard uh, I heard the UPSs kick on a couple times this week already. Uh, with nice. The, with, the, with the short with the, I mean there was very short power outages that you may not have but would would, would certainly. We rec- had one today. Did you notice the one today? Yes, that was the one I was referring to. Yes. Okay, because I'm in the kitchen and i'm mixing up the meatloaf for dinner which you know i'm not trying to run into the you know slow cooking segment but i'm mixing up dinner and i see the power glip and i said something to my mom and she was like i didn't notice it and i'm like oh my god this woman could have a t-rex destroy the fucking living room and she wouldn't notice it yeah well anyway so we so there's been so yeah but um I've been making other additional changes to try and increase the resilience in case this happens during the live broadcast. So now, um, unfortunately, the uh, so the the internet is down in our bedroom on the second floor. The, the we're up on the third floor in the studio. And now this has added a little bit of light pollution to the room when it's dark. Yes, it does. Which and that's something I need to. I will probably find a solution for it. It's really not the end of the world. I just want to point yeah. that out. It doesn't really bother me. Yes, but it, it does me, and that's something. But anyway, so. I, I anyway we we tried to do some I was trying to do some um uh, one of the things I wanted to do was so the, the streaming computer is actually a laptop and it has Wi-Fi it also has Ethernet and I I want to use Ethernet when I want to transfer you know stuff right uh, for streaming I, I I know it's not perfect but that's the only, but unfortunately that because the computer's on the third floor and Wi-Fi is really the only option in the, in a, in this place so uh unless I'm in the same room and so that's until a, we build the house and you have it completely to spec technical wise yeah, that's right we're gonna have to make just yeah. sacrifices so, and provisions so any so anyway i said okay well fine I'll, I, it's, it's a laptop so i actually uh, turned on the you know so now i've set that that's the default route now so when it goes to the internet it goes over the wi-fi and theoretically if i lose power since i've since i've got everything on the second and third floor has a uh, mo- the, the important stuff all has uh, is on a ups now hopefully it should uh you know s- reduce uh, any issues with that might occur as a result of uh well brief power outages and that kind of thing so i did not hear that the power outage was not 
long enough to, to, to necessarily kick it on or it start beeping, but it was probably it was enough that I heard I heard the UPSs uh, switch over uh, pretty quick to uh, to battery and it, and it, and it switched back. So um, it is a, it's quite a, it's quite an amazing thing. Now, however, now this this is the long part of where I said okay, I, I needed to make some changes to the I needed to look at something on the router. Now I had forgotten the administrator password that I had set. Uh, so I said okay, so I said okay, fine. I will fa- the the, the, the configure. So I have a I have a separate. I have a separate firewall that I use. It's a, it, it, uh, uh, using corporate. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, I, it's part of the day job. I use, I use one of their systems as the, as the, the, the lead thing before it gets to the cable modem, which goes to the internet. But the access point, I use, I use some, I use a, uh, I, I, I use a standard Wi-Fi. Uh, router that you turn into access point mode. So I, I, so I'd had this thing working and I, and for whatever reason I needed to go look at it and wanted to make some changes to it. And unfortunately I said, okay, I'm going to re I, I couldn't get into it because I'd forgotten the password. I'm like, well, okay, fine. I'm just going to factory reset it. Well, so I go back in there to, to set the same, you know, the, the same SSID and password for the, for the Wi-Fi that I had used previously. And I get a notification saying, uh, your password cannot contain spaces or repeating characters. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, keep in mind my my Wi-Fi passphrase is it, it's a passphrase. It's a long it's a long phrase, right? It, it, it's I'm pretty sure it would be not crackable in the in in, in the short period of time that uh, you know or the, you know that, that people have to necessarily crack that stuff. So, um, I, I kind of disagree with their thing, but but uh, so this is this is software. I wish I had had video or audio recording of him when this all occurred because it would have been the most epic phone boy tech rant and sir bemrose would have been gel yes exactly i was i was no i yeah i think and of course your comment was wow you're so calm when you're pissed off like well yes because you're like i'm so pissed off and i'm like that's the calmest i've ever heard anyone make that statement usually people are stomping and pounding and i'm pissed you're like I'm pissed. Just so fucking calm and monotone, it blew my mind. Okay, now, now this router. Okay, so let, so now I now I have been um, I I have been vi- a victim of consumer grade routers for more than twenty years. Now, uh, the fir- one of the first routers I, I remember buying back in the day was a Linksys WRT54GS. Now, one of the nice things about this particular piece of hardware was that you could put third party firmware on it. And so there's been lots, there's lots of great, and so out of this, you know, and, um, you know, DDWRT and, and, and OpenWRT have, uh, you know, and, and probably some other projects have, uh, have come out. Now, um, you know, unlike a you know, unlike a uh, a desktop or a laptop computer, which is which is running Intel hardware, right, and it, and generally has enough uh, resources to run a general purpose operating system. Most of these consumer grade routers, yeah, they all have you know, they all have similar hardware and that kind of thing. Uh, they have uh, limited RAM and storage, right? So um, you can't include everything that you would include in a desktop operating system. You can't barely include enough just to sort of do the the things that it's designed to do, right? So you. Can't can't take a general purpose operating system and load it on one of these things. And further, there's other mechanisms in place to sort of make it so that firmware can, that only signed firmware can be loaded and that kind of stuff. And so um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with this. And in fact, I had went on Amazon because I, because I couldn't, I basically, yeah, you want to see the tech rant. I'm like, you know, I you know, said, yeah, I can, I know I can change my password. That No, I'm not doing that because you're telling me how I can use my fucking product, right? You're, there's nothing in the spec that says that these things aren't supported. You've made the 
some some middle fucking manager somewhere in Belkin, uh, Linksys, wherever the fuck they are now. Um, yes, they're they're owned by the same company. Um, they. Um, it is a. It's it, it's like yeah. I mean, it's like you you take something that was working in the same version of firmware, and now you you know something on the UI is basically saying no, that's not valid anymore. Well, fuck you. So, um, and I've always found vendor supplied firmware on these consumer routers to just be fucking atrocious for the most part. And so, um, but I was able to. Uh, somebody had suggested OpenWRT, and I hadn't tried. Op- I've never actually used OpenWRT. I've used DDWRT. I still have a router that was um, that was actually uh, that that. that still had DDWRT on it. It was a, it was a much older router, but it was, uh, but, uh, you know, it was easier to get that up and running. And so anyway, long story short, I was able to, uh, I was able to load the, the, the open WRT on this, uh, this uh, Linksys slash Belkin uh, router, and now it actually fucking works, and probably got, it has a lot more features and functionality. I can run TCP dump on my router, which you know if you know what TCP dump is, and you know why that's a good thing. Um, but uh, it is, uh, but uh, but yeah, that I, I think you know this is. The, I, I forgot something when I bought this router. I bought it. I mean, I, I literally bought it because I'm like I need something, right? I didn't I didn't do what I normally do when I buy when I bought when I'm when I'm looking at routers either in the store or on Amazon or whatever. Is go look on is, is go look at DDWRT or OpenWRT and go find out if the hardware support, if it supports me loading that hardware on it, right? Because like I said, like most vent, most of the vendor supplied firmware on these, on these fucking consumer routers is dog shit and they also don't ever update them. Like they might update them a couple of times and that's fucking it, right? So um, you know, meanwhile, you, you can still run DDWRT on a, on a Linksys WRT54GS. It'll still work. Now, granted, it doesn't, it's you know, it's only going to be 802.11b and you know all the limitations of the hardware but you can still use it right and that's you know we get all these little electronics that have processors in them and they all die you know they all get to they all go to silicon heaven or whatever it's like but these you know with the right software that you could still use those processors for things i and we throw this shit away like they're fucking you know like it's fucking garbage you know and it was that it wasn't lovingly mined the minerals that made it up weren't lovingly mined by brown children in sandy places i mean you know um so i like to try and re- i'd like to try and reuse things as much as possible and not have to spend money on another freaking router because the one I had was perfectly fine. The vendor just fucked it up with their software. Yes. And if you're enjoying this rant... Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me bitch. That's right. Boost us or send some Fiat Fun coupons or you can call 253-237-3321 and weigh in on the topic, which today is heaven or hell. Do you believe in them? Do you not what's your position on do you think they exist two five three two three seven three three two one yeah so so bottom line folks if you're if you're looking at a router i'll, I'll put you can i'm you know I'll, I'll have i'll have a link to it in the in the show notes obviously for open wrt but i think it's a seriously if you want to uh you know you want to do this it's it, it's it, it's uh fantastic um I, i've got a i've actually was uh i, I need I, I was i'm for the next story because we're talking about our glassware next um i was trying i and i was locating picture of our new glassware so you want you want to talk about our new glassware well it's kind of mostly your new glassware which as soon as you saw this because we went to the smoke shop 
for the express reason of getting new glassware for you. And you found this amazing pipe that you immediately saw and named Avatar. And I was looking for a replacement bowl for strawberry shortcake, which is the bong, because when... I mean, I don't clean my glassware that often, especially when it comes to my bong bowl. So she's got a shit ton of resin on her and needs at least an overnight soak in some isopropyl 91 in order to get the gunk off. So I needed a bowl to kind of pinch hit when she's in the dunk. So I bought a new bowl, which we named Caddyshack because it looks like a golf ball. Yes, it does. And your glassware is it's got this gigantic bowl it's just so mind-blowing how huge it is yes it is and, it, and that, that's that was when i got it and, and yeah and i mean i saw it i and, and literally I, I saw it i said there's avatar you know yep it's much, exactly it's pretty much what i what i had said so um yeah this is um you know it's a it's um but yeah the the um you know the the uh, caddyshack is on strawberry shortcake right yes caddyshack is currently sitting on strawberry shortcake and i don't I think the bowl and the bong that's here on the third floor uh, is collectively Alice. And then I guess the bowl would have to be Wonderland. But that would mean that Wonderland was in Alice instead of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, exactly. So Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to name the bong Wonderland and Alice will be the name of the bowl. That way Alice is in Wonderland. Oh, there you go. That's possible. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's all that wordy it's, bits. It's all, it's all, it's all that. It's all that. Uh, the, the, the punmanship there. So, um, okay. That's so, right. um, all right. I had a little experience at the Kroger self checkout here. So, um, okay. So our our, our local Kroger at grocery store, and I, I yes, uh, you might know it by the name Fred Meyer in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, there's there's a uh, probably other names in other places, Harris Tea or whatever. Anyway, they 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 had they had uh, taken out some of the they had taken out some of the regular checkouts and added in yet more self checkout. And, and you know, we we subscribe to uh, Sir Rev Cyber Truckers. Uh, way of doing things when he goes to the self-checkout. He makes a point of making a snarky comment about you know, being an employee because you have to scan your own groceries. And actually, when we went to Lowe's a couple weeks ago, when we were getting ready to use the self-checkout, I actually made that same snarky comment. I said, oh look, I get to be an uncompensated employee of Lowe's. Boy, the chick who was working those Self-checkout registers just did not. She immediately was like, can I help you? You know. No, you're just, ma- you're just making a joke, you know. Exactly well, I was, what it was. but I, I, I think she got in her feels a little bit. Yeah. She was like, that's what we're here for is to help. It's like you work the self-checkout. The only time you help is if someone actually says they need your help. Yeah, we don't need any help. We're good. It's just, it's, yeah. But uh, in any case, we. so I was, so I was, um... We had we had acquired a bunch more stuff than we normally do at Kroger, right? And, and it was because we we uh, yeah, you know, there was meat sales. There was meat sales involved, yeah. So um, so anyway, we so I was having I was struggling with uh, trying to get everything all bagged, right? And unfortunately, they have these most sensitive things, and so I ended. So I was kind of frustrated. I'm like, because because I needed I actually needed the checkers' help because it was uh, because I was apparently uh, the you know the the, the 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 place where the groceries are is weight sensitive, and so at some point it just stops you and makes it makes the employee come over to help you and so so i ended up having to talk to the employee and it's like these it's like these self-checkout line these self-checkout things it's like yeah they put new ones in it seems like they're worse they don't even have enough there's barely enough room to to do and 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 then then i hear the little voice pop up from the from the the um (coughs) checker next to me um 
She says, yeah, they didn't listen to us. I said, and then I, I said, oh, well, yeah. What they, a surprise, uh, a big corporation not listening to its employees. We've seen that before. Yeah, exactly. Which, and it's, and that's pretty normal. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's big corporations for you. Um, you know, you know, fewer wood or, you know, more wood behind fewer arrows in that would be much more appropriate. Yeah, well, and they don't even have enough people to stat. Now they now they have to have two separate people to manage that the, those two separate sets of checkout lines. And oh, they, give, and, give it time; and, they'll trim it down to one. No, they don't. No, they don't have a second person. They're supposed to, but they. But that's anyway. They, they have. To that's be, why not all of the um, lines are checkouts open. are open. Yeah, that's right. So, so anyway, but it, but it's just kind of funny. This was you know this this girl was probably in her you know probably like early twenties or something. That, that, that's you know, the typical you know sort of minimum wage worker. Which, yeah, I've got a, I've got a story about minimum wage in California later on uh, so um, but yeah it's just it's just kind of weird it's like there's just sort of this uh, just general acknowledgement that like you know that, that, that about this whole situation like does anybody actually fucking check and make sure that like people can do this stuff? You know that you know, I noticed that at Walmart they don't even bother to freaking you know they they they've turned off the sensors on the uh, you know on the on the self checkout. They, they, they've they've actually kind of you know it's their shit actually seems like it's set up correctly, right? I don't ever remember there being sensors to whether or not you put stuff. Because I've known plenty of people when they've gone to Walmart who pretend to scan something through and then put it in the bag. And as long as it looks legit, you know, there, there's plenty of uh, <clears throat> yeah. loss, I'll say, yeah. that goes on at those self-checkouts in Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, now uh, meanwhile, we actually uh, we, we asked our pedal heads a, a, a philosophical question here for for a refire topic, which you can sign, sign uh, you can sound off. You can on, sound off uh, at two five three two three seven three three two one. Much uh, much like this caller did, and we've, we he's, looks like we've got two uh, two entries from uh, from our friend here. Nice. Ah! Oh yeah. That's the call of the wild. Uh, the answer is yes. Um, yeah, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I'll have to say on that. I just think this world is bigger than just, but it's just here kind of thing. And believe in God and, and uh, I'm in a relationship with God, so. That is that. We will leave it at that for this vocal mail. But uh, hey, how are you guys doing? I know it's a fantabulous time, I'm sure. We're having a great goddamn time. I don't know why. In the Lotus? You won't let me say in the pedal, but that's not the pedal. Anyway, so, but a Lotus is a flower, which has petals. I know, we're getting real profound here on a Saturday. But yeah, Saturday. Um been a long week, and it's going to be a longer weekend-ish. So, anyway, we just got stuff back to back to back. I was teasing my wife, uh, like, she had one thing this morning. She was working for somebody and then doing some volunteer stuff. And, we and her cousins and family are coming over, and it's just, like, half an hour in between each thing. And then we're down cars, so driving around and making sure, picking up all the stuff for the things and the whatnot. And it's just, like... And it's like one of those behind the screen screens, but we don't do that here. This is it's it's mellow it's more mellow here, you know. The only goats that have been uh that are killed they were killed prior because Phoenix is cooking them up for food. So in fact maybe you guys could like join together, you know. 
like use those goats and then yeah make meals with them so anyway which would actually be interesting to have lovish lavish and blueberry mothman of the apocalyptic penguin uh be on your guys' show so anyway all right i'm done rambling and i need to go to costco so all right love you guys stay dangerous and whether or not you need to go to Costco or you want to go to Costco or you've never been to Costco or you think Costco is too big for you or you're too big for Costco, go ahead and give a hearty Yeah, good call. Oh, by the way, Mr. Christopher Battles. There's there you, you some goat. There's some goat, yeah. Well, here's a follow-up, so I think we should, uh, we, we should allow it. We should. Yeah. And hell, I think hell is going to go get petroleum for your vehicle at Costco on a Saturday in the middle of the day. Usually you just go, you know, like normal time. Well, not normal time, but I get off early. I just go like on a midday. You just kind of in and out, but yeah. Anyway, it's all good though. Nice and cool outside. And, uh, you know, there's always like a thousand million podcasts to listen to. Uh, so, hi. Right. That's that. Love you. I'll stay dangerous. Kick off. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We're, we are uh, we are troubleshooting this stuff here behind the behind the scenes here. That is uh, coming up. Stuff is coming up. But yeah, he. Um, yeah, I don't think we. Yeah, he has. He's in a relationship with God. I think that was. The, I think is what he said about the topic. I believe so. Yeah. So, you know, my own theory on this. Um, I, I believe in heaven and hell, but I don't believe in them in the, in the sense that there are places that uh, we go. There are states of mind that we live in, I believe, I truly believe, um, you know, as, 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 as opposed to an actual a place where we, you know, we ascend to heaven or we descend to hell because of whatever. It's, it's truly a state of mind. Uh, that's, my, that's my opinion, man. I had a, a minister back in the days when I was engaging in the... Jewish fairy tale that had made that particular statement that heaven and hell are not actual places but are states of mind. And I mean, I can get behind that in theory. Uh, I personally don't have a strong opinion one way or another as to whether they exist or don't exist because I'm not steered toward religion at this point. And we've talked about the fact of the universe, and that is, you know, the higher power that we live under, if you will. So, in that, I kind of feel like there's terra firma and then there's ethos. You know, the, the you know, Christian equivalent of heaven or hell. Because, like you said, you know, there's states of mind. You can experience hell on earth, and then you can experience heaven on earth. So... I mean, e- either way, it's irrelevant to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's because I mean, you know, we don't know what happens afterwards. I mean, that's that's that's, that, that's for for sure. Where that that's the one thing we do know is that nobody that nobody that at least nobody on this side really knows what happens, right? So, you know, or is there something that happens? I don't know. I mean, there's a we have some we have some uh, we have some ideas, man. Um, okay, so I think we are, but I think we have a we have a completed the toast and jam statement. I think it is now time to. Uh, I'm taking rank, and I'm my name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I. I like to smoke, Rafer, you know, it relaxes me and everything. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything, but I do not 
free buys cocaine. That's right. But, you know, uh, there's some new stuff going on here. Smoke weed every day. Yes, there we go. So with cannabis being akin to alcohol in so many states, we're seeing shifts in legislation that may soon affect college athletics. Now, with cannabis being akin, or, I mean, on September 22nd, the National College Athletic Association of the NCAA, a committee on competitive safeguards and medical aspects of sports of the CSMAS, recommended new guidelines concerning drug testing of college athletes. Now, more specifically, the the, um, the commission suggested that NCAA uh, Divisions 1, 2, and 3 remove cannabinoids from the NCAA's banned drug list. Now, beyond the obvious uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, this would also remove less common cannabinoids, including CBD, uh, cannabigerol, CBG, and cannabinol, CBN. Now, the biggest influence on this decision comes from a 2022 summit on cannabinoids in college athletics that was held in December 2022. There, it was determined that cannabis and the cannabinoids found within it is not a performance-enhancing drug. Now, furthermore, this, the CSMAS also added the following to its recommendation, to check the ineffectiveness of current drug testing. The NCA should only focus on performance-enhancing drugs, and the NCAA should address uh, school education and support rather than athletic penalties. Now, According to committee chair and lead sports psychologist at Ohio, at the Ohio State, uh, James Houle said that the governing body is out of date. We are rec- we are recommending a big shift in the paradigm when it comes to cannabinoids. Houle said we want to modernize the strategy with the most up to date research to give schools the best opportunity to support the health of student athletes. And now there's no scientific evidence suggesting that cannabinoids can make you bigger, stronger, or faster. In fact, the scientific research that has been conducted so far suggests that cannabinoids would actually decrease athletic performance, and that seems to kind of make sense. Um, now, admittedly, when this even with this evidence is slim. Now, one of the most cited uh, comes from a 2018 study where healthy participants smoked cannabis and then performed strength and exercise tests. Researchers found that cannabis increased heart rates, spiked blood pressure levels, and inhibited one's ability to exercise. Um, now, such evidence hasn't deterred the World Anti-Doping or, uh, Agency, which only recently updated its guidelines concerning cannabis. Now, as of this time, THC is prohibited only in competitions and when urinary competitions uh, Concentration exceeds 150 nanograms per milliliter. Uh, now, naturally, there should be more research into this topic to make such determinations. And unfortunately, well, the research is limited due to cannabis is currently standing as a Schedule One substance, which, you know, we keep talking about. Well, there you go. You're never going to be able to get the research done as long as this antiquated thinking continues and it remains on the Schedule One substance list. Exactly. By the way, I, I, forgot, to, I forgot to highlight a potential show title from the, the, the transcript of uh, Sir Christopher Battles. Uh, Love is lavish. Love it. Yes, exactly. So... No. When when I read this next story, the only thing that came to mind was it's a step in the right direction after all. There's a new study that suggests growing use of cannabis is helping to manage menopause symptoms. Now, thankfully, I don't go through this, but I'm sure that there are plenty of women out there who are experiencing this. So not so long ago, young adults were the primary users of cannabis. The reality today, however, is that women and adults age 50 and over represent the fastest growing group of users. A study presented during the 2023 annual meeting of the Menopause Society in Philadelphia, which occurred between the 27th and 30th, of September, which the 30th of September is today. So that must have been last year. However, no, it actually says it's this year. So apparently this is uh, just winding up today. Interesting. There you go. But I, okay, so explain to me how, if this hasn't happened yet, 
How can it already have been presented? Do you see where I'm confused? This is not because I'm stoned. Look at this article and tell me if that makes any uh, sense okay, to well, you. Okay, I'm going to read because because what we okay so please little, do a little behind the scenes here. What we do typically is in our show script we'll copy and pa- we'll copy and paste uh, things from the story. So uh, okay, so this story the, the the date on this story is September 28th, right? So and you said there was the there was a 30 in there, right? Um, yeah, because it says the. 2023 annual meeting of the Menopause Society in Philadelphia, September 27th to the 30th. Today's the 30th. This literally. Oh, okay. How can oh, you oh, write oh, this minute. article? Oh, okay, and okay it wait a minute. I was, I, I was, I was looking at. I was yet. looking at the next story. I'm sorry. I skipped a story. Okay, so this was written on the 27th. Let me see what. Let me see what is going. So. The, um, the meeting was occurring this week, so this so this story was t- so this story was written at the beginning of the me- of the meeting, and the, so this is so. But do you see how it says a study presented during this meeting? Right, but it's yeah. I don't know what day during that conference, but that's I think that's what it is. Is it was presented during this meeting, which went four days. It's like a conference. So, yeah, but the conference hasn't concluded. This yeah. article should not have come out until the article. Well, they come, well okay, concluded. so the article, but the article came out the first day that's listed. So it says I September. still say bad reporting. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah. If we said bad reporting, yeah, everything's bad reporting these days. It's fucking anyway. So anyway, so so go on. No, at this point, I'm no longer interested in covering this story because it's stupid. But apparently, with rapidly expanding legalization and normalization, recreational and medical cannabis use is increasing across all age groups. Past research largely focused on usage habits by men and younger adults. However, until now, little was known about the prevalence or characteristics of cannabis use among women in and after the menopause transition. And a new study based on data from more than 5,000 midlife women has sought to address Address the information gap by analyzing the frequency, forms, and motives of cannabis use by primarily postmenopausal women. And based on the results, the researchers concluded that cannabis use is relatively common in midlife women. Over 40% reported using cannabis for recreational or therapeutic purposes, most often to treat chronic pain, anxiety, sleep problems, and stress. And women who reported using cannabis specifically for menopause symptoms reported primarily targeting menopause-related mood and sleep difficulties. More than 10% of the study participants had used cannabis in the past 30 days. Most often, they smoked it, next often ingesting edibles or using it in more than one form. And among those with the past 30-day usage, 31% reported smoking cannabis on a daily or near-daily basis, while 19% reported daily or near-daily use of edible products. I'm surprised they didn't bump that to 33 just for the number. Yeah, exactly. So these findings highlight the need for recognizing and discussing cannabis use in the healthcare setting, according to Dr. Stephanie Fabian, uh, medical director for the Menopause Society. And additional research is needed to evaluate the potential harms and or benefits of use. I can assure you that the benefits definitely outweigh the harms when it comes to menopausal women. Okay, so I have a question. I thought about this because we, we we've kind of derided we we've taken the opinion right as a, as a sh- as a show whenever we see the whenever we see the phrase uh, more research is needed we usually say we call bullshit yeah we usually call bullshit I was actually gonna I was actually gonna try and play the bullshit clip there we go <coughs> bullshit so, that's right yeah so I was gonna actually play the yeah so um 
the uh, you know the thing about that is that uh, yeah there is uh, um, yeah there, but but I also but sometimes that's legitimately the case right like yeah we we don't know right it's it, there's well there's if kind they of- haven't put the effort or the time in to do the research of course more research is needed that's a water is wet statement but if you're not why is this something that has not previously been considered? Why is it men have been the ones who have been studied or adolescents? They don't think middle-aged women toke. I can assure you there's plenty of hippie chicks that are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s just, you know, token the Chiba, baby. Exactly. Well... Now there's now there's a there's a herd of sheep in uh, in Greece that I I'd like to, I'd like to get some of the meat from. I'm, I'm like, oh man, I'm telling you what, the, those steaks are pretty high. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, a herd of sheep grazing near Almeros in the in the, the, the Sally region of Greece invaded a medical cannabis greenhouse and ate at least 100 kilograms of pot. Local reports say the incident was spurred by displaced livestock in Greece after Storm Daniel ripped through the Mediterranean country. Now NPR, our national treasure, reports that over 600 pounds of cannabis were consumed by sheep in the in the, the Sally incident uh, while other sources mentioned 220 pounds of cannabis either way it's a massive what a surprise am- NPR couldn't get it right yeah either way it's a massive amount of ca- medical cannabis now sheep throughout Europe are known to be attracted to eating cannabis often becoming unruly or behaving strangely from the effects in other words they do the same thing humans do that's right um, so sheep uh, wait, oh, wait a minute you, there, there's a clip you need I think I I'm, I'm, let's see if I can play it Everyone's here Oh my God! Look what's happened. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, th- I think I think I know what's happening tonight uh, when we're when when. when oh, I I can already uh, tell you there will be some hot death Uno talk in Studio Thirty Three, so you're not going to want to miss it. But back to these sheep that got high AF. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> Now, uh, let's see. I'm Michael Martin, a reporter, said for NPR. A flock of sheep with a serious case of the munchies hit the jackpot after they snuck into a greenhouse in Magnesia, Greece. Now, the reward was 600 pounds of medical marijuana. The sheep were looking for shelter after Storm Daniel brought heavy rain and flooding to the region. Now, after the feast, farm owner Yanis Baronius uh, said that the sheep were jumping higher than goats, which are which we are told never happens. Way higher than goats, presumably. <laughs> a sheep normally graze on grass, legumes, clo- clovers, for, uh, forbs, wild wildflowers and other pasture crops. Now, wildflowers are typically among their favorite foods after, and, and they first eat forbs before the other plants. It is uh, the only flower they're after. It's not the only flower they're after, apparently. No. That's right. They they have discovered the magic of the green goodness, and they want more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I keep... Yeah, I know. I kept wanting to say Stormy Daniels, too, uh, Sir Bemrose. You guys are absolutely atrocious. Yes, exactly. Now, not just mammals, but nearly all mammals, including inver- uh, vertebrates and invertebrates, have been found to have uh, uh, endocannabinoid systems. This, of course, in- includes sheep and even microscopic creatures like hydra that have neural networks. Now, this is often the reason that THC isn't recommended for smaller pets, as the effects might be too strong. Uh, in 2014, sheep in Surrey ate 4,000 pa- uh, uh, UK pounds uh, worth of pot on a farm. USA Today reports that in 2016, stone sheep high on cannabis caused mayhem and went on a Rampage in and Righty Pandy, a Welsh village, after eating leftover plants from a cannabis factory that were illegally dumped on the side of the road. I'm surprised that the Brits didn't be driving down the lane like, oh, look, Helen, there's some pot on the side of the road. We might want to get some. No, leave it for the sheep. 
Yeah, exactly. No, there you go. I, I don't. Th- I, th- I think if I found it on the side of the road, it'd be loaded in the car. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it would. And we've got a gigantic cooler in the back of the car, so there would be absolutely no looking through the window, seeing anything out of place. Yeah, yeah don't look over here. Yeah, I think it's, I nothing think, to see, nothing to see. Yeah, nothing to see. I have to play the clip now. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, meanwhile, um, we do... Um, okay, so I think we... we I, th- there is a clip I need to play because we are at uh, that segment of the show. It's... It looks like it's alive. And living in the fridge. Okay, so what is... Uh, well, actually, actually, uh, what you cooked last night was pretty good, too. I mean, we didn't talk... No, Thank you. Not, to, not that we're, we're talking about what's being cooked tonight. Uh, so what is being cooked tonight? Well, I, as I alluded to earlier, I made some meatloaf, and there's going to be some cauliflower, mashed or riced, or I might just put it all together and uh, use up some leftovers on that front. But there will be meatloaf, mashed cauliflower, and veggies, which I'm not really sure what I'm going to do veggie-wise. I do green beans every time we have meatloaf, and I was truly thinking about Despite the fact my mom doesn't like pickled beets, I was going to kind of put some beets alongside of it. And then I thought about the fact like, no, I probably should do green beans because that way mom would have the ability to eat everything. So we're either going to have green beans, pickled beets, or both haven't decided which. Well, there you go. All right. So, all right. We will uh, we'll post pictures in, in, uh, in the show notes once we're uh, once we're done uh, during Studio Thirty Three, of course. Uh, now, meanwhile, um, now th- this is this is a story I know that uh, I know this from the Angry Tech News Department uh, that because uh, I know this is something that uh, that, uh, that Sir Bemrose has covered on on on, on, on ATN. But the are you jacking ATN shit again? No, this is I, 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 there's this was a, this was a story out of Ars Technica that doesn't that talks that it talks about a, a specific element. Element of it though, but it's it's talking about this uh, this uh, this company called Unity, and I actually met somebody who worked at Unity, and this is, or, or was working at Unity at the time, and this is uh, 2018, 2019. Um, I met, met him in Denmark, of all places. It's kind of an, kind of an interesting uh, an interesting situation there. Um, but anyway, the uh, so the first official Unity user group in the world has announced that it's dissolving after 13 years because quote the trust we have used or we used to have in the company has been completely eroded. End quote. The move comes as many developers are saying that uh, they will continue to stay away from the company's products even after last week's partial rollback of some of their most controversial parts of its fee structure plans. Now, and like I said, this has been covered and you know, if you if you play those uh, you play some of those free games or something on a, on a on a, uh, on a you know, on, on your on your mobile device or whatever, yeah, you're probably dealing with Unity. Um, it's, it was a, it was, I'm familiar. Yes. Um now, since its founding in 2010, the Boston Unity Group uh, has attracted thousands of members to regular gatherings, talks, and networking events, including many technical lectures archived on YouTube. But the group says it will be hosting its last meeting Wednesday, Wednesday evening via Zoom because the unity of today is very different from the, day, uh, the Dave uh, Helgeson-led company that Bug says enthusiastically sanctioned and supported the group at its founding. Now, over the past few years, Unity has unfortunately shifted its focus away from the games industry and away from supporting developer communities, the group leadership wrote in the 
departure note. Following the IPO, the company has seemingly put profit over all else with several acquisitions and layoffs of core personnel. Many key systems that developers need are still left in a confusing and often incomplete state, with the message that advertising and revenue matter more than to Unity than the functional game developers care about. Uh, Bugs said that this install-free terms Unity first announced earlier this month were unthinkably hostile to users that even the new concessions in an updated pricing model offered late last week disproportionately affect the success of indie studios in our community. But the fact that such a resounding unequivocal condemnation from the games industry was necessary to get those changes in the first place that has really shaken the community to its core. Now we've seen how easily and flippantly an an executive-led business decision can risk bankrupting the studios we've worked so hard to build, threaten our livelihoods as professionals, and challenge the longevity of our industry, Bug wrote. The unity of today isn't the same company that it was when the group was founded, and the trust we used to have in the company has been completely eroded. Yeah, you definitely do not want to get community to turn on you. There's a reason I do what I do as part of my day job. I try to, I'm, I'm part of that. You know, I, I, I help, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the front man for the community. That, um, and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I mean, I answer a lot of technical questions. I, I, you know, I get people a lot. But if the community is not liking what you're doing, it, it does make a difference and it does have a pride. So, yeah, you don't want to get the community to turn on you for sure. And, yeah, and I think it'll, in a lot of these cases, yeah, I mean, I, I also kind of, the funny thing about the story is that this is the industry my son wanted to go into well he uh, backed the wrong horse yeah he definitely backed the wrong horse on that one well you know well i guess uh you know that i believe i believe that's a that's how you know you fucked up oh that's that, that is the truth yeah that is the truth but that clip that clip is over modulated i'm probably gonna have to uh there's there's a there's i'm still trying to work uh, out some i of have the a question here. dude are you half retarded yeah well yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion, man. Yeah, there's that bag like talk we opinion. talked about. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. So now, what? What is also? But but it's so it's just. But yeah, the the, the it's just kind of a blows me away that a company. Well, I mean, again, this it seems like these Silicon Valley companies. I mean, again, you have to listen to ATN, right? You, Talking about that, these companies, you know, they, you know, they, uh, you know, they used to be cool. I'm you know, thinking Link, Linksys and Belkin. Then, yeah, then they get uh, the pe- different people take it over and all. And, I mean, it's happened to Apple too. I've watched it happen slowly and surely. I've been, but an Apple. I mean, one of the first computers I learned on was an Apple II back in the day. Um, you know, the, their stuff used to be a very, very, very developer friendly, and now it's, you know, <laughs> now it ain't. I can assure you of that. Uh, you know, used to be able to, used to be able to, uh, the 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 the, um, the computers were socketed. You could actually remove the chips and you could put them back in. You could you had to reseat them occasionally. It was a that's was not a cost effective. Yeah. That's not cost effective. However, well, it's well much more. Well, it's, it certainly makes it easier to repair and they last longer that way. But anyway, that's yeah. It. But then you don't have the need to replace the machine when you're able to do that shit. Well, that's right, and that's, that's, that's why I'm saying it's not cost effective. It's not about being cost effective to the consumer. It's about being cost effective to the company. <clears throat> yeah. When all you care about is your bottom line. Ta-da. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as Bemlet points out, yeah. Wizards of the Coast went through a similar thing a while a while back, and yeah, as they, yeah, there's a whole reason. I mean, I'm sure that's one of many reasons that I know. What is it? AD, what is it used like a, AD and D, uh, you know, a 3.5 edition or something? But I, I'm 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 talking out my ass now. I don't remember the exact numbers, but there's a 
there's a point at which the rules sort of diverged and beca- there's a, there's a, there's another and I know they I think even call it by a different name now so that they, they don't get in trouble with uh, Wizards of the Coast or whatever but yes then because the the changes that they uh, that uh, Wizards of the Coast made to Dungeons and Dragons kind of just fucked it up even worse right so yes this is a uh, yeah company big companies uh, when big companies come over they take it they uh, figure out how to just fucking uh, you know they, they they just quite figure they figure out um, <laughs> you know they, they they figure out they fucked up and unfortunately they can't really recover from it because they well here's here's another company that has totally fucked up so every single one wheel is being recalled after there have been four deaths so future motion the maker of the one wheel electric skateboard is recalling every one of them including 300,000 one wheel self balancing vehicles in the US now alongside the US Consumer Product Safety Commission the company now seeks to remedy the products after four known death cases three without a helmet between 2019 and 2021 if you're riding one of these things without a helmet dude you you get what you deserve on that because you have absolutely got to be a fucking idiot not to wear a helmet when on one of these things. But I digress. The recall comes a year after Future Motion took issue with the CPSC's call for recall and claimed that it tested and found nothing wrong with the one wheels. At the time, the company issued a press release in objection to the CPSC and called the agency's statements unjustified and alarmist. Now, Future Motion is moving forward with a voluntary recall it chose not to do almost a year earlier. The company is asking owners to stop using their one wheels until they take appropriate action. For the newer one wheel GT, one wheel Pint X, one wheel Pint, and one wheel Plus XR, a, soft- a software update with a new warning system is the remedy. Now, for early adopters, however, the CPSC and Future Motion are telling owners to stop using and discard the original One Wheel and One Wheel Plus. Now, that can't be cheap. Let's just be honest. Now, we asked One Wheel Chief Evangelist Mark, or excuse me, Jack Mudd, in an email how many of the original units are affected, but Mudd refused to answer. He also wouldn't tell us why the company claimed there were no issues and publicly resisted issuing a recall back in 22. Mudd didn't say that the software update for the other models is rolling out worldwide, not just in the U.S. So, you know, fuck the U.S. people as long as the rest of the country gets their update. Now, to install the firmware update, you need to use your smartphone app. Gee, what a surprise. Another piece of shit with an app. Yes. Wait. It needs a smartphone app? Yeah, that's what I thought. So for early adopters, however, owners can receive a prorated credit of $100 toward the purchase of a new board, according to MUD. And the credit will only be issued after owners confirm they've disposed of the old model. Are you fucking kidding me. Yeah, well, you know, I a mean- whole hundred dollars. Wow. Okay, so I deep dug into this particular story. The whole safety thing that the firmware update is going to do, it the whole reason why these deaths have occurred is because if you are over stimulating this item, if you're driving it too hard, whatever, it will malfunction and stop. And what happens when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object? Yeah, it stops. Said rider doesn't. 
you're a fucking yard dart. So the new update will cause a vibration that can be heard. I can't, I think they called it like a, a hepatic buzz or something like that. If you're over exerting this thing, that way you can back off and don't necessarily become a yard dart. That's the answer to how to fix this problem. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right. I think it's time. I think. I think. Uh, I think it is time for the uh, for the. Uh, you all are a bunch of fucking degenerates. Yeah, for this for that for that segment of the show where we talk about the stories that we want to mention, but we don't really spend a lot of time on. Uh, <clears throat> I saw this this morning. California raises minimum wage for fast food workers. So California's fast food workers will see a wage boost to $20 per hour due to legislation signed into law by Governor Gavin Newsom on Thursday. Now, the wage increase will be effective from April 1st, 2024, and it will apply to all employees who work at restaurants that have at least 60 locations across the country, which is not a not a huge, uh, uh, you know, huge number. But however, restaurants that make and sell their own bread don't have to abide by the new minimum wage. That's curious. Why does that have anything to do with the wage? If they make and sell their own bread, that that seems arbitrary. Yes, I, I agree with that. And that now, would be like saying, "Oh, Carl's Jr. doesn't have to do it because they make their biscuits fresh every morning." That's a form of bread. Yeah, it is exactly. So I don't know what this means, but I have a feeling it is a it is one of those. Um, it, it is a uh, you know I don't know. I'm sure somebody did a back deal deal somewhere, and and uh, and, and that's how that happened. But you know, of course, here's the thing. For the, but here's here's the thing uh, for you know for all you uh, people looking forward to that wage increase, you're probably going to get a pink slip because uh, you know w- w- the funny thing is what what companies do, especially especially like uh, you know low value jobs like fast food, right? Uh, yeah, they tend to replace your, uh, your you know. Can I help you with it with the machine and uh yeah so instead of needing a store with i don't know a dozen people working on it they may only need two or three and And you know it's interesting because servo brought up a really good point in the chat that uh newsome actually has a baker in the family so that's why they think that the bread thing is being put in there is it it's a weak theory but could be something. Yeah, it could very well be. Yeah, but uh, meanwhile, what is uh, what is uh, what I can say? Oh ding- no, no, Th- this one definitely gets this. It's a step in the right direction, after all. After I was going to say, all, di- it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Of course, I was. This not. gets the full clip because. Get, go ahead, phone boy. I was gonna, I'm I was so gonna, smiling. I was going to go ding-dong, the witch is dead. I don't have that as a clip. I don't clip have there. that clip, though. And then we, don't, we don't have it. Yeah, so Senator Dianne Feinstein dead at 90 one day after casting a vote. Well, I thought that was funny. Um, so Are we sure they didn't just use her name and she had died the okay, day before? Okay, well, so this is, so I will, okay, well, I'll, I'll, let me read here. So Senator Dianne Feinstein has died at the age of 90 on Friday, shortly after her return to Congress, following a bout of shingles, according to Punchbowl News' Jake Sherman. Now, apparently she had voted yes on securing growth and robust leadership in America Act on Thursday. Now, the, the story has some other a- anecdotes, but I pulled this one. Uh, the Capitol Hill observers noticed that Nancy Pelosi's daughter was escorting Feinstein all around the Capitol. The motive is likely more than charitable. Uh, Rep- uh, Representative Adam Schiff, a, P- a Pelosi ally, wants Feinstein's seat and desperately wanted her to hang on through the 2024 election. <clears throat> that's because Bullshit. that's because California Governor uh, G- Governor Gavin Newsom has already promised that in the event of an early Feinstein departure, he would appoint a black woman. One of Schiff's declared opponents is Representative Barbara Lee. If appointed, she'd enter the 2024 race with the power of incumbency. 
No. Yeah, okay, so you can't tell me there's not some serious conspiracy going on here that, you know, what what is that thing, uh, I think Adam calls it the sticker, yeah. where, yeah. like, or the pricker, yeah. Do you kn- I yeah. know you're not, yeah. come on, no agenda, folks, I know y'all know what I'm talking about, yeah, the pr- pricker. Pr- 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 prisker? No. No! We're like, you have poison on the tip of this fucking thing and you just prick somebody with it. And it fucking kills them. Come on, I know I'm not the only one who's heard him talk about this. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure it exists. No. Um, what also exists, and although, although they're not very good, would be the guardrails for a chat GPT. Now, oh, very uh, weak. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to, pro- I will provide a, I'm going to have to, where is the, I will have to find the, I, I thought I'd had this uh, linked in the show notes already. I guess I don't, um, but I will, but I will when we're, by the time you see this. Um, so, there is a so there's something called the system card, and and what it, and what the system card does for the for the for the for the large language model is, is they it actually explains sort of the you know the things that they do to try and uh, you know to, to try and prevent it from giving out information it shouldn't be giving out. Now, uh, let me I'll read what this says, and and, and I'll read the, the the cover page of this uh, of this uh, d- uh, PDF is what it is. Uh, large language models, uh, are otherwise known as LLMs, are being deployed in many domains of our lives, ranging from browsing to voice assistance to coding assistance tools and have potential for vast societal impacts. The system card analyzes GPT-4, the latest LLM in the GPT family of modules or models. First, we highlight safety challenges presented by the model's limitations, i.e. producing uh, convincing text that is subtly false, and capabilities, uh, in, i.e. increased uh, uh, adeptness at providing illicit advice, performance and dual-use capabilities, and risky emergent behaviors. Now, second, we give a high-level overview of the safety processes OpenAI adopted to prepare GPT-4 for deployment. This spans our work across measurements, model-level changes, product and system-level interventions, such as monitoring and policies, and external export engagement. Finally, we demonstrate that while our mitigations and processes alter GPT-4's behavior and prevent certain kinds of misusage, they are limited and remain brittle in some cases. I'd say a lot of cases. This points to the need for anticipatory planning and governance. Now, it's interesting that this document has a content warning. The document contains content that some may find disturbing or offensive, including content that is sexual, hateful, or violent in nature. I guess that's one of the ways that they they, try to put guardrails around that stuff. Now, there's very little about intent in this document, because honestly, that's one of the challenges I see with any sort of these AIs, right, when they're they're trying to answer people's questions, right? What's the difference between a cybersecurity researcher looking to understand how malware works versus versus a uh, a hacker that is uh, trying to uh, write a piece of of malware that's not going to get detected by, uh, you know, the the, the latest and greatest uh, engines? Um, What's the difference between those two things? It's, uh, It's intent. I find it interesting because ChatGPT is literally being used for these <clears throat> fantasy games where, you know, you're pretending to fuck a furry or, you know, you're seeing the secretary washing a window and her little, you know, perky bottom is bouncing just under that maid uniform. And, you know, then they blur the screen out and you see them both kind of moving up and down like he's banging her from behind. But no, keep keep on with the chat gpt and the ai go for it yeah exactly well but yeah nothing yeah i mean i have no idea how chat because again a lot of the question it really comes down to with some of the questions that people ask it really comes down to the hidden intent right so if human humans right humans are not good at this how do you expect a machine to be again as we've said machines are only as smart as what they're programmed with that's right so i so 
So you want to so you want to tell me how this is you know how this is going to change the world? It sounds like it's just going to add more bullshit to the world. If I'm honest, it is just going to add more bullshit to the world. But that's exactly what they want. It's a giant distraction. That's right. Well, you know what? I'm fucking over this. Yes, I, I am over this. All right, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up, and then we're gonna we're gonna edit something like this. Face back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.